find the cure for that. It seems like they could. Do you know why men die before, the, before married men die before their wives? <laughs> they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, because you should know. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Today we have, I think we have something that's going to be really fun. We have Sean Simpson, who is a attorney, but he's not your average attorney. He has a nickname of the scrapper when he's in trial. <laughs> And we brought him on because we want to know what the heck is going on with people running into the stores, stealing shit, running back out, disrespecting every law, and then getting out. We want to touch on that and a few other things. So uh, let's do it. Well, Sean's yeah, here. Sean. I How was you just doing, man? sitting back listening to all these cameras and microphones. Well, here's what's going on. Um, as we talked earlier, we started talking because I'd, I need to know what you did, you know, like in your life as far as being a, an attorney. And you brought up something about the theft. And that's probably the highest uh, – everyone's watching this. Everyone's seeing people go into stores, bring in their own trash bag, bring your own bag, bring your own cart, bring your own wagon, freely taking stuff on the shelves, identifying certain items they want to take, leaving with nobody stopping them, no repercussions. Uh, maybe the cops are investigating it, but even when they catch them, what happens to them in court, they're, they're releasing them. So what is going on and what are the stores doing about it? Yeah, you know, it's a uh, retail uh, theft is on the rise. It's been on the rise. It's as high as it's ever been. And I, I, I it's funny because I'm totally against crime. I'm, I think, you know, Chicago, my hometown, I, sweet home Chicago, I love it. But the crime's out of control. I go back there. I'm like, God, this is not the city I grew up in. Right. But on the other hand, when these agro RLPMs, regional loss prevention managers, the, the, the security guards in your Target, Lowe's, Home Depot, all the stores you shop in, they use this psychological ploy. And, you know, if somebody's guilty, then you call the police and you have them arrested. That's the way to do it. Um, they have a privilege for these shopkeepers called the shopkeeper's privilege. Imagine that. And that allows these shopkeepers to hold people for so long as it takes for the police to get there if they have suspicion or reason to believe that they've stolen something, right. created a loss, caused a sh shrink problem for the store. But they don't want to call the police because the police use tape recorders and video. And you can't get a confession out of somebody as easily um, so with psychological ploys that they use um, if they have police, if they're being recorded. Right. If they know they're, yeah, they, they're smart. The criminals are, they know when to be quiet now. Yeah, so, but it's the, uh, but there's a training manual. They're trained, almost all these, if you go online and you you look up Wicklander Zulowski, it's a oh. training firm out of West Chicago. Um, they pretty much have the whole country reading their manuals. And their manuals teach these loss prevention guys how to think they're human lie detectors and, and how to use psychological tricks. Basically, it's like RPM, but not revolutions per minute. It's rationalize, project, and minimize. And otherwise, they tell you, hey, it's no big deal. You know, I like you. I want to work with you. I was sent here to have you arrested, but you seem like a cool person, but you need to work with me. Will you work with me? Right. And work so, with me means you have to confess. Is, right. this, is this a security guard doing this? Yeah. And so don't they just have video? They can just show the guy, hey, this is the guy just grabbed a bunch of stuff off the shelf. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't that be enough? They're supposed to. I mean, that, that's the right way to do it. But what they're doing is a lot of these stores don't want confrontation. So they don't want you to mess with shoplifters from the public. Why don't, they, why don't they want confrontation? Right. I mean, that's the only way you can prevent them. If you don't confront them, <laughs> they're going to walk Stop out them. like, hey, security guard, don't confront Frank, them. Frank, okay, I'll <clears> tell you. <throat> I watched a video of these guys just going into Lululemon yeah. and just <laughs> ripping everything off. 
chase these guys. Too close to the And point. they got they got arrested. Yeah. I mean they got not they didn't get arrested, they got fired. Oh, oh the girls okay. so the, the employees females, chased it. yeah. The female employees. Right. Okay, that's what I'm seeing too. So so they have this thing called a no confrontation. Yeah, no, no no contact policy. Right. So, so then you, I, I also heard, Sean, is this true that – I like that. We'll talk about that. But in addition, to take it one step, there's cities that are looking at citizens who get involved that could be the perpetrators. So if you're stealing and I'm a citizen, it's my neighborhood, it's my local Vons. Oh, my God, it's happening right in front of me. I always thought what I would do if I saw this. I am going to stop this guy from stealing because it's the right thing to do. Citizens arrest. Now they're saying if you, as a citizen, approach a person stealing, you could be held. Yeah, there's a, so there's a lot of risk involved. I mean, yeah, you know, you, well, you could be stabbed, you, you could be shot, whatever. Right, and that's, and then down the road, what a lot of the retailers don't want their employees getting involved in that because you, you know, retailers don't like workers' compensation. You get right. hurt, they got a work comp claim against them, they, or, a, huh. or or you're you're not doing your you're not making money for the store when you're out chasing somebody in the parking lot or sitting out there waiting for police to come. They want you in ringing people up and making money. So right. everyone is setting up the criminal for success. Right, Cr- just crime keep pays. doing crime and not having any accountability. Because it, this didn't happen, this didn't even happen like five years ago, right? You never see people just going into no. a store, ransacking it. That's, like like and, not one or two, but like 10, 20, like gangs, look, in, mobs. In California, you can steal up to $950 worth of stuff and it's not considered a felony. Yeah, but who's, who, there's <clears throat> Some no of them go on, Frank, they do. They go in the store with a calculator and they start adding up the stuff. And they I go, have, are you no, serious? I, it's documented. Wow. And and then they walk out under 950. They dump the stuff. Come back. If they didn't get caught and come yeah. back just to do it all over again. And then if they do get caught, they just end up getting a citation. So and, here it is. And if, then, you got a, if you got a guy who goes into Lululemon, steals $900, puts in his car, <clears> then he goes to another <throat> store, steals 900 bucks, casts 1800 is that a felony or is it two Listen, different Listen, if, if I was into Lululemon and I'm going to steal something, I'd just go in the dressing room and put on those tights and then just <laughs> run out. No one's going to chase you when you're wearing a pair of skin-tight <laughs> Lululemon spandex running down the yeah, shopping no. mall. They're going to let but you go. A couple booty shorts, yeah. some guy. Exactly. Maybe it's normal now. And a headband <laughs> just to match. Yeah, you know, <laughs> For $900, bucks, you are not going to get much in Lululemon. Right. No, exactly. Two items. No kidding. It like three things, a uh, couple jackets. Oh goodness! But oh, that stuff lasts forever. Well, I heard that Costco, the way they do prevention is their items are sold in bulk, and one of the, one, I mean, they strategically do that as well because you, you know, no one wants to steal this much toilet paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Put five hundred boxes of top ramen down your trousers. And see three you guys know. carrying out a pallet, just running down the street. We got the top ramen. I, I Keep mean, going. Why not? Instead of going with kids, just go two guys in two forklifts. And what's going to happen next? No one's stopping these guys. Nothing. Just take the whole truck in there. It's like it's, hilarious. It's yeah. yeah, but you know what? It's even. I think for a lot of people, it's frustrating when you watch it on TV. I don't know. I just get kind of pissed off. Oh, I get I'm so like, pissed. God, some. Did you see those? Yeah. Did you see the the two guys? They were in a they were in a liquor store, and this one dude was stealing, and oh. they started beating him oh, with a yeah. stick. They beat the shit out. But of that him. but it was I think that was a little overboard. I don't. They were frustrated. Why would it be they, they overboard? Like, guys <laughs> like a pinata. They're beating the heck out of them, trying to get candy out of them. <laughs> you know. Hey, if you're gonna take a chance, 
of going in someone's business. Mm-hmm. You know, did, you know, you may be working with your daughter. You're working. You're older, and somebody starts doing stuff, and you try to stop them. And they fight back. Anything goes. Every time you see these guys steal, then they end up pistol whipping you. They shoot you in the head. They execute <clears throat> you. They're, if, I'm going to tell you, you why it's a bad idea. Because then the next time the guys go in, they're going to go in with a gun. And, and they're, they're going to get with more. Guns anyway. But they're going to get way more violent. Sean, we need to know your take. Yeah, no, this, I mean, look back in May of 2020 with George Floyd. I mean, that brought a lot of people to the streets, you know, and created riots and stuff. And I mean, I, I, I'm anti crime. I think crime, you know, with realtors for everybody, your home, your garage. I mean, it's nice to be able to go in your garage and, and find your bicycles and your power tools when you want them. <laughs> right. And not go, where's my, where's my bike? You know? Exactly. Why, why, why is my chain in here? My, my locks here, my bike's right. gone, you know? I was like, so I, you know, I'm anti-crime, but uh, well, what do you do to stop it? Because it sounds radical. I mean, I think everyone should be able to protect themselves. And here's my whole point: cops will never rescue you. They usually don't even come unless someone's murdered, right? It's just a report taken. They even when they catch the perp, he's gone. He's on the OR, released on his own recognizance. He doesn't do any time. He's out within an hour. Non non-violent crime just let him back out. These guys typically steal if you profile them, and there is profiling even though you're not supposed to. Well, now you catch the guy, you found out, okay, he's on drugs. I mean like a guy walking with a shopping basket and unloading stuff? Right. The, yeah, you, you got a ski mask. Yeah. You got a shopping basket. Yeah. You got 20 guys with you. Yeah. You're dressed all in black. Yeah. But we don't want to profile you. <laughs> okay? And it's like 90 degrees out with a ski mask on, but well, hey, we don't want to profile you. I mean, what the hell, right? He's on his way to Big Bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was taking <laughs> – Going skiing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do. Just carry around some skis and you'll never get caught. But anyway, it gets to a point and then you see these violent crimes, man. These guys aren't – if they're just going there and stealing, yeah. fine. But when you try and stop someone, you got to tell yourself, hey, I, this may be life and death. If I'm going to approach somebody, I don't know if they're going to be subdued. I don't know if they're on drugs. I don't know if they have a weapon, a knife, brass knuckles. All, yes to all of them. Right. So, so what do you do? You just keep getting attacked? Like where is a lot? I can tell you what to do. You gotta be able to regulate who comes in the store, because they do that. Because I tried to go into the Hermes store to buy my uh-huh. wife a bracelet, <laughs> and mean, they laughed at you. For, they for, didn't let me nine, in for nine thousand. Yeah. They were looking at me and they profiled me, yeah. and I wasn't like I wasn't dressed that well. And I go, I try to get in the door, and there's a guy there, and he's like, "What do you want?" He's like, "No," like, "No what?" Open the door. Right. You have an appointment. I go, what, yeah. I'm in a shopping mall. Let right. me in the store. Like, no, okay, you so, need an appointment. So that's the problem. You can't do that because it profiles people. You don't want to profile people. I'm talking about the people who are actually, you're watching them steal. The act is being committed right now. Yeah. You, don't, you don't profile. You say, do whatever you want. Yeah, they're blatant. Even what, They're blatant. They're, yeah. they're not even slick. It's not even shoplifting. It's more like go in there. You take that side. I'll take that side. Dump and run. The security guys can't chase you anymore. The shop owners can't do anything. There's no cops around. Where's it end? I'll tell you. In some countries, you get this. The guy's walking around like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he must be a shoplifter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he only got caught once because yeah, he exactly. got caught twice. Here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I can't clap anymore. Yeah. What's, where, where do you go? Like, and then these, and then those, those people are part of a, a organized crime. And then they give them all the, you know, they give them everything. Yep. Thank you. We yep. sell them however we sell them, yep. distribute them all over. And they're getting paid. Nah. So it's their job. 
So their job yeah. is to go in, get organized, and it's probably exciting, adrenaline rush and fun. There are probably a lot of them are just wouldn't do this because it seems like the people who are stealing are just like kids. And I'm yeah. not saying shoot kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about that violent one where the guy comes in and he like tries to hit you over the head with a hammer. And then, and then what do you do? If I had a hammer, yeah. I'd hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and they will. <laughs> okay. So, 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 what do you do? Do you, you defend the the stores, or how, what's your involvement as an attorney? The cases that I fell into just coincidentally, I had a client who'd been in a horrible truck crash, and you know, after being six months in a coma and getting better, he called me. You know, a couple years after, you know, a year or two later, and he comes by and says, "Hey, I need to talk to you." And I said, "Okay." He said. But I have to close your door. I said, okay, close the door. He said, no, I have to, you have to promise me that you'll believe me. I said, well, Joaquin, not, why wouldn't I believe you? He goes, I'm going to tell you something that's going to be hard to believe, but you have to promise me you believe me because I'm going to tell you the truth. I was like, yeah. Huh. He said, I, I got fired at work because uh, I confessed to something that I didn't do. I said, well, wait, who, who confesses something they didn't do? I mean, it's hard enough to confess to something you did do. Yeah. <laughs> why the hell would you confess to something you didn't right. do? But then he explained what they do. They take you in the back corner and they basically give you two options, you know, confess and we'll work with you and you keep your job and you'll see your kids tonight and don't or don't confess. And uh, you might not see your kids tonight. And I, I know where I'm sleeping uh, tonight. Do you want to know where you're sleeping tonight? So they just then, they suspected he did something. And yeah, he rolled just well, to, a lot of times they'll pick the, you know, somebody that they think is suspicious or you'll have a store manager that's threatened by an underling who's working their way up. And store manager figures rather than work harder, I'll just call off prevention and tell them I suspect this guy's been stealing stuff. And then I'll put together, you know, they, they don't really, they, they bring what's called a bulging file. They teach you in the, the manuals, the bulging file. Like, we did our research, we got gotcha. you. It's all just, it's just pit blank paper or yesterday's newspaper, you know. And, but they wave that around. And, and Joaquin, my client, said, well, let me look at the video you say you have of me because it wasn't me, but I'll help you figure out who it was. Oh, no, no, no. We know it's you. There's nothing on that video. The video is a prop. It's all about props. And, and it's just a big bait and so switch. Ooh, that's horrible. So, yeah, so, those, so these, these security guys, a lot of them are scamming, huh? Well, they're trained. They, have to, they say that they rationalize it. They minimize it. They say, you know, here at Lowe's, we, we don't mind guys that just have a little problem with rent. We understand that. And it's no big deal. It's the guys that pull up their truck and load up $10,000 worth of equipment. That's who we have to take care of. But we're, we want to work with you because you seem like a good employee. And all we need to do is come clean and confess. And Oh, so they go, okay, so those um, loss prevention are focused on the employees, employee yeah. theft. Well, and a, a lot of it drives and won't answer one of your questions before a lot of the reasons you don't want to mess with the thugs is because the thugs don't have money in their pocket and you don't have a paycheck you're going to pay them right. whereas if you get an employee and they confess and agree to repay it then you can take it out of their last paycheck when you fire them which is exactly what you told them you wouldn't do you say you right. know if you want we want to work with you so they fire them anyways yeah it's a bait and switch it's just a plain fraud i mean it's wow. it's false imprisonment they falsely imprison you because they're not supposed to hold you there for longer than it takes to get the cops to come but they don't want to do that because and it's, it's the, from the very start, always have a witness for yourself. Never let the victim have a witness. And then Got it. don't ever let make sure they have the first two questions you get asked are, do you understand it's a violation of Lowe's, uh, Michael Superstore, Home Depot's policy to record this interview? You have to sign yes. Are you recording this interview? You have to put no. If you don't answer those questions right, yes, I understand the policy and no, I'm not recording. Then the interview's over. Because they don't ever want anybody to record this stuff. Because it's just right. nasty. It's just it's 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 in, it's inhumane to take your own employee. But then you know, like I said, employees have a paycheck coming, right? And you can get that money back. It's all about money. So would it be better just to say, it seems like I'm being accused of something. I want an attorney with me. 
Or people try that. Does it work? No, because you want to keep your job. Lies people are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, they say that most people are like they coerce them, and they're not educated. You know, they don't know. Yeah. What, they don't even know the criminal justice system. Yeah. They don't know what to say. So they go, "Hey, uh, whatever it takes to keep my job." Okay, fine. Well, they're going to know I, now. I, what's that? They're going to know now because we're going to let them know. We're going right, to put exactly. this out and let the employees know about this. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's not cool. Super not cool. Yes, you try some. It's going on in all the stores, all the box stores, big box, small wow. box. They're all doing it. They're all trained out of the same place. I told you, Wickliner Zalowski out of Chicago. Wait, 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 wait! You say that name so fast. He said it. I, it's, 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 it's some yeah. Polish name. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> whip, whiplash the whip, <laughs> whip your ass and slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, whip, D- Doug Wicklander and Doug David Zalowski. David Zalowski. Yeah. Two. Can two, you get him on audio? I hate yeah. to read, but I got. But I got to tell you something. It 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 must work to some degree. They probably need to do it because I'm sure that there are a bunch of employees well, that most, are most, ripping stuff off. Yeah, so. most of what they call shrinkage, yeah. stealing, is employee theft. It's not or coming out of the swimming pool because the employees are the ones that. <laughs> That's shrinkage, <laughs> like James, like Costanza. It's the shrinkage. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They, they do what they call sliding and skimming, where it's like your friends come in and have a bunch of stuff, and you just slide it across a scanner and. And uh, that's why you always see a camera right above every check register. Yeah, but how, yeah. They, how, they, how are they supposed to watch really every check register? You like, can't. who's watching yes. that? Yeah, it's impossible. There's no yeah. way. There's, it's just, and then there's the, you know, lot, I've seen guys in stores run. You know, they just, they, boom, they start sprinting. And most of the security guards aren't sprinters. Right. No. They got, and you can't shoot them. You know, they taser. You know, no, no, once it. they run, they're gone. I mean, you, but you even know, if they do, if, if they're running away, that's good. They're separating. Distance, you know, like, like mm-hmm. in police work, you want the separation. Yeah. You don't chase them. Because first of all, you're, you're going to chase them down. You're not going to be protected. They could be, you know, and everyone else thinks it's the one guy, one perpetrator. Often yeah. they have a getaway car. They have friends. I mean, if they're smart, they're going to have people checking them, causing interference on the guy chasing them. So you don't chase them. But w- when they're in the stores, when you get them. But even if they do get caught, the point I was making, that if it's under $950 in California... Yeah. Nothing happens. I don't even think the police will come. But, but what is it? Because when you go into a building with the intent to steal, it goes from shoplifting to burglary, right? So yeah, that's that's a, in a criminal system. You have to. Yeah. Well, that's what I learned. Is that entering a dwell, entering a place with no money and stealing is a good. But so with the, I think it's with the intent to commit a felony. Or just yeah, in, well, burglary is a felony. No, no. And you said entering a place with the no, intent. If you're stealing and it's under nine fifty, it's not a felony. No, but if you're if you're going in there and it's under nine fifty, but you went in there with they can prove intent that you're going into a building to take something out. It goes from a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. It goes from shoplifting to burglary. So that's the definition of burglary. Okay, I, it's a little bit of an unorthodox burglary because oh, normally let's, burglary let's you have to break, break in someplace. Right but you, you, you I think it, I think it's with the four inte- five nine. What's, it, what's burglary? Four five nine. Four five nine PC. Yeah. It'll tell you that entering a building with the intent to steal. Mark, can you guys can you help us with that research right there? It's the truth. It's Just not, look it up. Look it up. What is the definition of burglary in California? Yeah, this because is, it might change it. in other states. It, I mean, you know, I'm reading. This is from a long time ago, but I, I don't mean, know if it's a misdemeanor and a felony or a felony. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. The, it's a wobbler. Okay, because if they can't if they can't prove the burglary, they're it's not going to arrest somebody yeah. for bur- for burglary. Why if, if they come if, in the store? All right. Let's okay, see. read it. Let's see if Frank. <clears throat> 
Under California Penal Code Section 459, a burglar is the act of entering a structure, resident, commercial, or any other type of property with the intent to commit grand larceny, oh, petty larceny, or another felony. So petty larceny is... Petty theft, under 950. So what Frank is, is right. That's right, baby. Don't Frank is me. always right. Frank's still locking with a felony. Then. We should just yeah, but so, yeah. so in the court system is called a wobbler. Like whoa, so hey, we got you for a four or five. Now we got you for a burglary, but if you admit that you're shoplifting, we'll reduce it to a misdemeanor, which is theft. Right. Yeah, but that's if they're arrested. Well, then everybody no. who everybody who enters, a, well, they, they have to prove intent. Well, those guys, okay, if you got 10 people running into a store and taking all the shit off the shelf, <laughs> and running, what more intent do you want? Like a smoke signal? No, no, no money in your possession. Yeah, no money, card. wearing like sweats. Yeah. You got, you're wearing a Lululemon outfit, black. Yeah, yeah. Just I was going to find a nice, generous away. customer or co-customer <laughs> yeah. who's going to buy it for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good defense. I like the way you think. I'm a very friendly person. Yeah. Customers always help me out. With a little yeah, that lady over there has my money. So do, do you ever do cases of truck crashes yeah that's one of the niche areas i fell into also because i grew up on a farm and i'd like crawling underneath things and getting greasy and so uh, so what's the worst how about what's the difference between no, i want to know the worst crash yeah, describe a crash like one that you had to work on like what happened people die uh truck drivers fall asleep they get tired uh, they over they go past the uh hours in service limits of 14 hours per 24 hours there's three or four different ways to analyze it, but basically you're not supposed to drive for an extended period of time. Or they try to trick the system and have a, a, a team system, um, and the team guy's tired, so, but you log in, but you're really back in the sleeper sleeping. There's oh, tricks gotcha. that they play. They used to, in the old days, with handwritten logs, they'd fudge those things eat more easily, but now it's all Qualcomm, it's digitized, and it's almost, almost every fleet. And they got trackers on all the trucks. Yeah. Well, what about the good old days when they do a big line of coke and just keep going? <laughs> yeah. doing that. Well, that's, well, that's a lot of the problem is because a lot of these truck drivers they're doing you know some yeah, they kind of get paid. painkiller, Vicodin, or something for their lower back. But right. They got the bucket, the gallon jar of a uh, gallon cup of uh, refillable coffee cups. So they're, they're throwing caffeine in and Red Bull, right. and sometimes the white powder. I've seen cases where that I, I wasn't me, but one of my a fellow lawyers was taking a deposition once, and the other truck drivers had a tooth flat of his mouth while he's talking. Oh, he's God. Like, he's, he's got the pock marks in his skin. Yeah, like, a little like, drugs. Your teeth holes fall out when you do too much crack. I, so I said, what did do? I said, what did everybody do? He said, we just all kind of sat there and looked at each other. Like, what do you do? There's a tooth on the table now. And the, and he, the guys kind of reached out and took it back. Put it, like, yeah, because he's got to go back home and put it under a pillow. Yeah, get, dude, get 10 was, bucks I out of it. I got five teeth, two in my mouth, three in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> just another tooth. Uh, it's just a tooth no big deal. I'm like, dude, exactly. your tooth just flew out. What's wrong with you? He can replace it with that. <laughs> like those fake buck teeth. Okay, so continue. You know why? You do know why they invented, how the, you know they invented the, the toothbrush in Kentucky. No, why? Because if they invented in any other state, they call it a teeth brush. About <laughs> 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 that one teeth lift. <laughs> until That's you get so down mean. to being a gummer, until you get down to being a gummer. Yeah, <laughs> As long, see those guys. as long as you got one tooth, yeah. you don't need to see a dentist yet. That's yeah. <laughs> all they need. Yeah. They can bite a possum in half. Uh, yeah. Like a Hard fang. to eat corn that way with one tooth. Takes about three hours to eat one kernel. <laughs> but before I get killed or threatened by people from Kentucky, I actually, my legal address, my legal residence right now is Kentucky. My okay. favorite place to live is right. on the yeah. farm in yeah. Kentucky. Hey, we love Kentucky. Nothing against Kentucky. Yeah, we don't care. Is there a lot of dentists there? <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You're out of business quick. 
<laughs> like uh, here, there's a bunch of attorneys in California. There, there's a bunch of dentists. Yeah, like get your teeth yeah. fixed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. You know, you take drugs and your yeah. teeth start falling out. Maybe you should go see somebody. <laughs> like, fuck, I think I'm addicted. My, my molar just popped. But out. that's a bummer. They can't stop. That's can't why stop. you got I homeless know. people. I know. They just can't. Right. Not and then you got the stop. people stealing. But this this whole theft thing it interests me because it, it's not the people who are. It doesn't seem that the people who are stealing are hungry and, and they don't have money. It seems like super organized kids, like teenagers that are fast, that you can't catch anywhere. They're jumping over aisles. They're, they're, you ever see how fast they move? You can't catch them. You can't no catch them. Like, like Zell. Okay, so the, w- one guy, you kind of size them up and go, nah, this guy's 20 years old and strong. I'm not even going to try. You know, these, these are big dudes. So it seems like a very organized, uh, yeah. orchestrated event <laughs> where they just keep going. You need I, a net. You need a net, you need something. Or they, need, they should have a big net that just drops in the store and captures them like on National Geographic when they catch those birds. How about um, ball bearings? Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Yeah, like, uh, like you can't home catch alone. them. Just home have alone. a big barrel of ball <laughs> bearings and roll them out. <laughs> a bunch of marbles. Just have some fun. Like a, yeah. Get the friggin', get the olive oil on aisle three and they just <laughs> oil the floors right when they... On the way out, they just eat shit. <laughs> Set him up with a giant, like a string and an anvil that hits him in the head like a cartoon. Be, yeah, it has to be something. Like the banks get to blow up money so the guy turns blue. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Get a, yeah. They should have something like yeah, that. Yeah, a pair of Lululemon spandex that blows up when they put them on. Their balls are purple for the next six months. <laughs> That's where the term blue balls come from. Exactly. <laughs> no, my, they really are blue. Yeah, if you want to see. What the hell? <laughs> They've been blue for six months. Oh, shit doesn't wear off. I'm a smurf. <laughs> <laughs> like when you put your chemical in your pool, something like that. Yeah, you just sneak a little pee in the corner, it turns yeah. bright blue or something. Hey, look who's peeing. Yeah, okay, so so <laughs> here's I want to talk about something that's really interesting. Well, I I thought it was interesting because I did some research on it because I know you work with this. Is selling horse sperm. Uh. Oh my God! Because wait a second, he just you just went from eighteen wheelers, which you didn't even talk about. We just <laughs> that's a <laughs> Frank, listen, that's a perfect segue because. Who wants Sel- to talk about her? I don't want to talk about Listen, her sperm. Don't you see the segue between semi trucks and horse oh, sperm? Semi? <laughs> no, semen? I, there's no, <laughs> there's no nothing. There's no segue. I just thought that'd be interesting. No, I because know you know that you're also a horse guy, right. equestrian, and we heard that you deal and sell. Uh, I don't know how, how how you're involved in this, but you sell horses, right? You I know personally, but my brother, my family does. My, okay. my wife and my brother are big in the business, and, and two, who, two of my three daughters. Who who sells a horse for him? <laughs> you know, you? You'd be surprised that they're actually when you get a really good stallion. Yeah, I, oh, I'm not surprised. It's box. People want to buy canisters, and then also my brother's had some horse sales where he'll, you'll sell a stallion, but then you have in the contract that you you get three free mounts, they call it, or three free canisters, or a combination of how many canisters and how many mounts, and uh, it, it's. Uh, but it's, I think it's big money from what I saw. Yeah, and then can you go online and buy a canister of horse sperm? I mean, what, how's it how's it work? You know, like, if you, who, if you who poked buys around, it? you probably wouldn't just be selling it like that, but you'd probably find a trainer who would have it. Like, I know my brother, I think, still has one or two. I think there's a special way you have to treat them, freeze them. You can't just put them in a freezer. Yeah, the Creo, like whatever it's called. And then they just yeah, show. So. I heard that uh, Europe, in fact, uh, the Czech Republic is known for really good horses and doing that. Do you ever deal with uh, that country? Yeah, a lot of the big you know, people in the United States, often where you go to buy horses, you're going to, you know, Belgium. Sometimes France, Czechoslovakia, but the, a lot of those horses over there are Belgian bred. The, yeah. the those beautiful Belgian horses, yeah. yeah. So your 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 wife and your family is involved. 
And then is it lucrative though? You make uh, some days are better than others. You know, it right. depends on you know my, my brother. Uh, depends how the horse feels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> depends on how stubborn that horse is going to yeah, be. Yeah, he's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw a Viagra. I need the big load, bro. Throw, throw a Viagra <laughs> in his <laughs> mouth. I need some money. <laughs> I guess they, I, I've never seen it, but I guess they use machines to do that. It's like an automated thing. Poor, poor uh, horse. Uh, <laughs> I, no, think, I saw it on Yellowstone. I think there'd be some volunteers that would do that. Some kinky people. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's also Yellowstone. Oh, that movie. Yeah, they they oh, yeah, they that did does... that on Yellowstone, and yeah. they sell they so they weird. sell it. But from what I saw, some it's multi-million dollar, almost yeah. a billion dollar industry. Well, you have those, you know, the, yeah, like, like the Kentucky get... Derby. Have those guys right? The stud those, horses. The stud horses. They're they're only like two years old, right? The the good ones. Oh, the not not you're not, you're not studding when you're two. You're like older, four. three, four, five. They're okay. starting to race when they're two and three, which is right. a lot of people argue too young to right. be racing it. But that's when they want to get them out there and run them. Right. But yeah, you can, uh, like with Secretariat, if you had canisters of his yeah. semen stored up now, you'd, they'd be worth a lot of money. I mean, yeah. Just, What's a lot of money? Um, Millions. I don't know. Nah, like, like, what's a jar? I, I think it can be priced differently. You know, sometimes you play a flat flat rate per canister. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you or, they, you or you pay for three mounts and whether or not you get pregnant. But then there's an additional. If you if you say, okay, I'm gonna I want your stallion to mount my mare until she's pregnant. Oh, then, then oh, so they actually bring the horses together. Sometimes, not the canisters. The canisters are done by a veterinarian. A veterinarian will put that in. Yeah, artificial insemination yeah. Right. on the horse. Yeah. <clears throat> right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think millions. I've never heard it that much. But, you know, you start paying 100000 you know, quarter million. And if it, if she takes, wow. if she gets pregnant, then it can be a kicker, you know. like, And then people put in the deals like prize money. You get a share, you're a half owner. Oh, you're so 25% you know, contingency. And, Got it. And the sky's the limit. Yeah. So, so it's a. Does it really work? I mean, I'm thinking like you got a thoroughbred with a really good DNA, or is that just this horse runs really well, but his offspring may be lame? Yeah. And you right. know, the greatest horse in the world can go right. lame any right. any stride, you know? Right. So it's. But it's the chances very... are probably better that you're going to get a. Right. It's like they're bred to, to run. But horse racing is kind of, I think it's kind of cruel because a lot of them. Like here in San Diego, in at the racetrack, Del Mar, they they'll run so hard they break their legs, and then there's no therapy for that. They just yeah. kill them. Yep. That's... Yeah, yeah. I'm not into it. Oh. I know you love. I, I love horses, but I don't dig. I don't dig the racing part. I think it's it's just not cruel. for me. I, it's probably because I went. I've been to a lot of horse races. Two of them, the horse broke the leg and they just euthanize it right there. And I didn't know that's the procedure. I think they just, you know, bandage them up or whatever. And they just, they get this truck that goes out there and they put a big sheet. You've seen it? Yeah. Yes. And then and then they put a big thing around it, like a crime scene that the audience can't see it. Mm-hmm. And then you just see the truck going away. And it's a low truck, you know, you don't see a horse standing up. Right. And, he, and he's done. Like, I don't know if they, you, I think they use, euthanize them right there. Yeah. If you're in the turf club, it's a good time to go get a mint julep for something. Right, right? exactly. It's kinda, it kind of puts so a somber so moment on your day. Right, oh so you're, you're, paying, <laughs> you're paying to see these horses run. They're probably being injected last second with whatever. They're being whipped. Maybe they like it, the horses. I don't know if they like it or not, but it just seems like it kind of, I don't know. Sad. Yeah, yeah it's sad. What I, about dog races? I mean, when they don't, when they don't break their legs, it's not sad, but... Some when they do break their legs, they're dead. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's like wow. Yeah. it's it's a high risk. Can you, you imagine if they had that in the uh, NBA or the NFL? Right, exactly. Uh, like yeah. the guy breaks his like gets an a- injury. A- ACL tarp, goes out. Tarp <laughs> goes around. Body bag. <laughs> Sorry, we're taking this guy out. Why? 
Uh, Achilles can't play anymore. Let's go to halftime. <laughs> Continue the show. Got a exactly. great band. Broken toe, got to go. Exactly. <laughs> Done. Yeah, some of those guys are out, but that's just, I don't like when, the, when but they kill have, such a beautiful animal. But they have dog races. You ever seen that? Yeah, the greyhounds. Oh, man. Those they, things, but haul, they, they chase a rabbit. Yeah, but a dog can break its leg and you don't have to kill it because a horse can't stand up on three legs. Doesn't that? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's that's why. So the horse... The horse can no longer stand up. It needs all four legs. A dog breaks a leg. But you would think they could fix it. I've heard in Florida they, they used to, have to do a lot of greyhound. I heard I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard the greyhounds are, have been or are getting shut down too. I don't know if it's yeah. regulations. Well, so it, listen, it all started with with, uh, with with PETA, right? Because the whatever people for the against the eth ethical, ethical treatment, treatment of animals. animals, right? So these guys, and what I like about them, I mean, they could go a little bit too far, like everyone, but they started with circuses. And they yeah. go like, hey, what what the hell? A bear riding a bike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How the shit did you get this bear to ride a bike? <laughs> well, first you got to starve him, then you got to beat him, and then you got to make, you know, you know, take him down to psychological words. It's like, it's just so, uh, bike, okay, ah, give me a freaking biscuit. And then the, the tigers are whipping, and, and then finally, like, the tigers in Vegas, eventually they just bite the guy's head off, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. What that a, guy, Gunther? Yeah, he got, they're dead now. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, yeah Siegfried and I think they both died, but... Oh, he was just playing with it. Like, yeah. like he drug he it off stage. He ripped out my juggler vein. Can you imagine if you're, yeah. you know, because I was always wondering. Gently like, dragged by I the almost, mouth of a tiger I, off stage. <laughs> I always, I always got, I got invited to go on that show way back. And I'm, I'm like thinking like, who cares? There's a bunch of tigers <clears throat> jumping on a this. But imagine the guy who was like me, who goes, who's going to think it's going to be boring. You just, you're sitting there and you just, you're watching this show. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Bit him in the throat and drug <laughs> right. him. Yeah. 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 I'm coming back tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's <laughs> I used to think it was strange. It, we were we grew up in San Diego at SeaWorld. And what they would do at SeaWorld is they would take somebody from the audience. Oh, yeah. And they would, reach, they would hold him and reach him over the swimming pool that okay. Shamu was in. And then Shamu would stick out its tongue and hit the person in the side of the face. Like, like, like kiss. kissing him. Huh. Yeah. And, and I was like going, okay. Just a matter of time. This ain't, and we'd go to SeaWorld all the time. We yeah. had passes. This person's not going to do well. I remember that. There was one yeah, girl that— they don't that, do that anymore. I think. Not, now they go by and just—there's a splash zone where Shamu comes by and whips yeah, her no, yeah. that, You know what? That's—okay. That was the old days. I'm totally against the Shamu show. Let that friggin' whale go. Right. Holy shit. You got this huge creature in an aquarium. Still. And there's there's just walls. Yeah, can't and do And this it. thing is smart. And yeah. it's just doing circles. And then you see that dorsal fin just go over— it's like a guy that needs yeah. Viagra, just, eh, right. it's just not hard anymore. He's, no. just, he's done. Yeah. And and for what? To show that it could jump up and like a dolphin and, and do something. It's like, let the things go. I guarantee if you let, well, I can't guarantee anything, but it seems like if you let a Shamu go in the ocean, they're going to figure out how to eat. Like, oh, we had him here this whole life. He has DNA, bro. He has instincts. He's going to go eat a seal. Let it go. I don't like that show. But I was going to say something else, but I forgot. One of them was... Uh, what were we talking about the animal before? Um, a kiwi? Uh, no, a kiwi. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I thought I'm from horses to... Greyhounds. Horses to greyhounds to... Oh, Peta. Whales. Oh, yeah. Dancing. Oh, no, you were talking about how, you, how much you admire Tiger King and you wish you were sharing a cell with him. 
No, I'm just kidding. Mark, <laughs> how often do I tell you not to project your fantasies on your brother? Okay? Every day? Yeah. Don't you know, do when it. He, when he says, you know, Don't that's what's do on it. his mind. No, you're talking <laughs> about tigers. I was and, talking about the circus. Yeah, and the tiger that ate the guy in the yeah, head. Because so, I thought about Tiger King because the guy had him running around everywhere. Yeah, eventually a tiger will, you know, tigers are cool one-on-one. -on -one. That's you know, from what I've learned about them. Lions, you can have a whole bunch and they're <laughs> mellow. They could be with the family, but tigers are just for one person. And your your family is going to get eaten if if it comes. Like they're a totally different breed. Uh, but when you when you have all these animals in a show and you're making them do tricks that they don't want to do, and they're put in cage afterwards with a bunch of carnies, you know who knows what's going on back there. It's just like why would you go to that show? Like there should be other shit you can see besides torturing an animal to do tricks. Who cares? Why do you want to see a bear ride a bike? So yeah, but you see so the little kids, you know, you, the three-headed man stuff that when you go to the carnival. <laughs> well, three-headed man's <laughs> cool because I mean, he's getting his job or the bearded woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Now, now you can now identify. Can, yeah, it doesn't matter. There, some, we could go. There's so many ways to segue off of that, but yeah. we just can't right now. But uh, yeah, the, do you remember <laughs> going to carnival as a little kid and thinking like, how cool the music, the lights, the people, yeah. the energy? And you go as an adult and kind of like, oh my, oh my God, God, it's, it's horrible, clergy, man. It's right, like, exactly. Everybody here's got hickeys on them. They're sleeping those campers right over right. there at night, yeah. and it's like, who's got it's the, the crew? The, the squeaky, the, the little roller coaster is squeaking and creaking. <laughs> You're thinking, man, how many how many oh, more laps before that thing comes off the track? No kidding. So Sean, do you set it up? Who set it up? Like, I always look at those things. I don't care what it looks like. Oh, I I'm forgot that one little right. cotter pin. Yeah. Shoot, I forgot that. Do you think <laughs> that... Shit happens. Like, like, I know we always make circles. Do you think there would become a time, because we're going to go back, when there will be some legislation passed that's no longer going to allow these security officers to take people into a room like that and... Yeah, this is pretty shady, man. ...and coerce them? Or yeah, how do... How do you know, we have most states have a shopkeeper's privilege, which is for their benefit to protect the security guards from being arrested if they have reason to believe that somebody's been stealing something and has stolen or is in the process of stealing either one. But they don't want to they, they, they want to take advantage of the benefits of it, but they don't want to comply with the burden of it of calling the police right away. OK, so the, the point you're making is that some employee gets pulled into an office by these security guys who are trained by that manual written by that Polish guy. <laughs> and, and they say, you know, we, we don't want the cops here because we want him to pay back what he stole. Yeah, we need a confession. So, so, so we got the confession. The guy works for like two more weeks. Once it's paid back, they go, you're fired? Or no, usually you get fired right there. Right there. They, so they, they pretend like they need to call HR. And, but then you take the depositions of the HR people. Has anyone ever committed, confessed to a theft, whether it's a... 49 cent moon pie or a candy bar among regional loss prevention managers. I've actually become friends with some who defect. They can't do it anymore. They, they find, okay. And they say there's an inside joke among, among RLPMs. They're like, Oh my God, you couldn't even get them for a candy bar. You loser. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause you got at least get it. You come on, right. you stole a candy bar, didn't you? Right. So it's like, you can't get them for the, the $400 alternator that you think they stole. Right. You got to, well, how about a candy bar, yeah, a Coke? Yeah. You, right. Do you ever use a, a pen and kept it, you know, yeah. to write with? Accidentally the bank. <clears> so even, a, even a candy bar and get them fired. Yeah. Then anything. You take, you take the deposition of their human resources and say, have you ever seen anybody? And then do you have an appeal system? Yes, we do. Has, have people appealed? Yes, they have. Anybody ever won their appeal? No. And your zero tolerance policy, is it really zero tolerance? Like a nickel or a penny or dime? Yeah. Any dishonesty is immediate termination. So basically, the only companies that if you're following that manual and you actually have a progressive discipline, 
right. and there's some truth to saying we'll work with you, we'll make you a better employee, and you keep them, then it's okay. Right. But it's that when you know you have zero tolerance, you know you don't have progressive discipline, you know they're going to get fired. You're basically lying to them and say exactly what you say you're not going to do. Like, hey, work with me, and I'll help you keep your job. No, work with me, and you're going to get fired. Right. You know, you're right. signing a confession. Then we got a confession <coughs> to hand the police. Say, hey, police, look, we got a written confession for you. Okay, so oh, when okay. this guy called you, this rapper, and then I want to talk about that. Because you asked him a question about 18-wheelers and what it's like to crash. We right. never talked about that because then we we'll went get into there. like horse perm or whatever. Like we're, <laughs> yeah. we're digressing all over the place, which is fine, which I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> we want to go back to the 18-wheelers. No, not the 18-wheelers, but is there something that employees should be aware of if this happens to them? Because obviously your friend didn't do it. No, yes. so, what, so this guy calls you an attorney or, or you, you just happen to be talking to him. Like what do you do when you're – Accused of something you didn't do, and they're just convinced that you did it. No matter what, you're going to get terminated. Yeah. Because it's their word against yours. Like, sorry. Do do the employees have rights, and do they, can employees sue, or how does that work? Well, that's I've difficult. Represented people around the country for claims for false imprisonment and/or fraud, depending on you know what the, how their scenario played out. They're almost always those two pretty much go hand in hand because they use a fraud, they falsely imprison you and hold you there instead of calling the police. So and for the viewers, when people hear false imprisonment, that doesn't mean they're in prison. What is the definition of false imprisonment? In most states, the key is you have to, it's in the mind of the victim, the suspect, and do you feel free to leave? It, you know, like right here, right. If, if you yeah, guys if we had you, interrogate me. Would you steal, man? Yeah. And if my paycheck was on the line, it's called the power of the paycheck. You know, that people don't lose their job. Right. Part of the facts that got us a big verdict and my client, Joaquin, one of the first cases I tried back in 1999 or 2000 was because his mom came over and she had to hawk her. She had to go pawn her jewelry because he had duct tape newspapers around his kids for diapers because he had no money. I mean, in the retail world, most retail employees are one paycheck away from being homeless, basically. You know, living on some – they have to go couch surfing if they got friends or they're on the street with a shopping cart if they don't have any friends. You know, because I, like John Morgan, the biggest you know, law firm in the country, says that most people don't have $400 saved for an emergency. Right. So, you know, if you lose your job and that's what happened to him and he's he, – then I mean, you lose your job and when they call for a reference, what kind of reference do you think they're going to get? You know, like, oh, yeah, that guy steals. He, he signed right. a confession that he stole, things like that. And they're only supposed to say what your – you know, a referral when somebody calls your employer is only supposed to say, yes, he worked here from this period of time, this period of time, and the time of separation his position was assistant manager. And that's pretty much it. So if you, if you take that case and uh, you go, hey, I'm representing this guy, how much discovery do they have to give you if you, if you request for the uh, tapes that they say they have? Do, do they have to give them to you or they can just say? Yeah, they, 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 don't, they typically don't have tapes. I mean, they typically don't. So when you, when you ask for tapes and they don't have them and this guy was told you're caught video, you're on a video, how, how do you handle that? Just, yeah, the video is just a prop. And, and, and the first case I had, I said, this is interesting. I'm, not, I, I'm having a hard time believing this. So I went to the EDD, the unemployment benefits hearing with Joaquin, and I could tell from the minute these two guys walked in the room, I said, oh, my God, these are badass dudes. Sure enough, through discovery, I learned that one of them had wanted to be on the Chula Vista Police Department, but he was too much of a thug. So they said, you need to go get a job somewhere else for a while and prove that you can be around tense situations without blowing your top, and then we might consider hiring you at Chula Vista Police Department. <laughs> but, so that's who a lot of your loss prevention people are wannabe cops. Or, right. or ex-military that want to just be big, you know, steroid muscles and I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to rip your head off if you don't confess kind of thing. Um, there are some that are normal guys, but generally speaking, they're, they're – uh, 
And then they teach them about how to read body language. If they cross their leg this way, or if they look their eyes up to the right corner, yeah, then they're, they're lying. Guilty. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I've left, had, they're in denial. Right, right? they're lying <laughs> straight at you. They're crazy. Like you can't do anything. And, and I've, I've hired hired experts who are like ex CIA, ex FBI that say, "Hey, we go through intensive training, right? And you you can't make a human being be a lie detector with any reliability in a little one weekend class kind of thing. Right. Especially, you know, these CIA guys say it's it's not easy to read right. body language, especially if you got an experienced criminal." You because know, they're aware they've, they've they've studied body language too. Yeah, they know the system. Yeah, so it's it's a it's an interesting world in the retail right so now. So did you win? Yeah, we won that that one went up on appeal because the first judge didn't let us have punitive damage against the employer uh, because he didn't think the employer authorized it or ratified it. But uh, the appellate court said we find nothing more strong in the form of ratification or authorization than a training manual that trains right. them to do it. Yeah, okay. The judge was confused and thought that each individual act needs to be, okay, do it, do it now. And, but no, if you train, like if you train your kid, Hey, go to school. If anybody says anything mean to you, punch them in the mouth and knock their teeth out. That's authorizing your kid. You're training your kid. Right. To what, you know, so you can't say, Oh, I have nothing to do with that. And right. you see some parents now getting in trouble. Thank God they're cracking down on parents for letting their kids have these guns and going to school with guns and things. And uh, so did, so did the appellate court up, uphold your ability to collect punitive damages? Well, they sent it back for a second trial against the corporation only. And that's when the jury came back with 7.5 million against the corporation, Woo! which, which, they laughed. They just uh, it, it, that got reduced down to like seven hundred fifty thousand. Under what I was telling you before, right. the courts hate punitive damages. I don't know why. I mean, uh, I, I think they just the word punishment. You know, it's like spanking a baby and making a baby scream or something. And oh God, don't don't punish anybody. So the whole so it was seven fifty at the end. Seven hundred fifty thousand, which is a joke. And <coughs> yeah. So, and they just keep doing it. It's basically laughed in the judges' faces. I'm I'm hoping eventually some judge can say, you know what. We're going to let one of these verdicts stick because I'm not going to let you laugh in my face. I'm not going to reduce it and watch you walk out of here and keep doing the same thing. Because the purpose of punitive damage is to try to stop, stop behavior. Yeah. yeah, change so behavior. Same, right, same, stop you know, the behavior. Spare the rod and spoil the child kind of thing. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, That's it's, good it, it's tough. You know, and I and I, I um I, I struggle with like I told you from the beginning. I said you know I, I'm anti-crime, so I like to make sure I said I need evidence of innocence. Right. Um, and which Joaquin had, the bank found the money. It just got put in the wrong, on the Brinks trucks they have, they used to have, I don't know if they even use them anymore, but they used to have two pouches, one for electronic stuff and one for cash. And you got to count both separately and put it, zip them in there and sign off on them and you put, sign the printout uh, receipt uh, tab and everything. But they, somebody just in a rush put them both in the same thing and at the bank, they went through and they, oh, there's no money in the, so they, they thought it was missing, but they ended up, the next day they found it and they left the voicemail at the store saying, hey, we found that $473, whatever it was. And so I had proof that he had, it he was so it. another case it actually had fallen down behind the safe because somebody left it on the safe and then something got set on top of the that safe happened. And, and it fell down behind it. And you know, there, there are times they find it. Um, but proving innocence is hard. You know, it's like the... Like oh, the, so how do you prove a negative? How right. you, like, There's a whole group of people. It's called the Innocence Projects, and they get these guys who are in prison for like yeah. 10 years, 15 years, and like, hey, we just got some DNA. We're really sorry. I think Kim Kardashian is doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's no, she no, I think she's going to be an attorney. No, she's studying. She's yeah. smart. Yeah. Really, oh she's she, smart. She got so – what was really good about her. She found a person that was a – in prison forever and she got her out and it made yeah. I'm just not speaking on her behalf but apparently she's going to be an attorney and, and uh, I think if she sets her mind to it she'll be really good wow you know, she's getting innocent people out of prison that have been falsely accused yeah I mean there's still people in there that are doing time for weed yeah like, how, how do you how, how do you make it legal 
in some states to smoke as much weed you want. Other states are doing 20 years. I mean, I thought we we're the uh, one country, but it seems like we have different countries within the United yeah. States. Like this guy's doing hard time for whatever, a couple of kilos. And the guy in San Diego is selling them and making a profit. Yeah. And he has police uh, off duty officers guarding them. Yeah, now you're seeing that the trend for state rights is kind of Roe versus Wade, and the, right. the Supreme Court's going to say, "No, the states can decide who's having abortion, who's not." So right. I think we're going to move. We're going to long yeah, swing pendulum back to state rights now with marijuana. It's that's why people are flocking out of California. It's like, yeah. I can't take it anymore. Right. Well, Ben Shapiro just left. He packed up all his stuff. He's out. Well, because he's hard. You know who else? You, you know also left. Um, Elon Musk. That's a long time ago. He went to Austin. Yeah, but he yeah. it's because of the way they were yeah. trying to do their his uh, his battery plant, I believe. Well, it's it was. just it's it's too many it's, regulations. Dude, it's yeah. simple. Democrats versus Republicans. If you have an R by your name, all of a sudden you're a Trumper and no one's yeah. gonna talk to you. It's like a religious thing now. It's one it's one nuts. Like if, before Trump, if you say you're Republican, no one gives a shit, right? They just go like what nah. does that really mean? I'm a little bit more conservative. Maybe I'm hardcore. Maybe I think I'm a. I like that, the I like the elephant more than the donkey. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I like the elephant more than the donkey. But after Trump came, anyone with an R by their name now it's like, you know, it's uh, blue no matter who. You know, that's how they vote. It's a team. And if you have and an red R, red until I'm dead. Yeah, and if you have an R by your name, uh -huh. I'm not voting for you. If you have a you know blue that's by your name, I'm not voting stuff. for you. Has nothing to do with policies anymore. That's why the border is went to shit because Trump touched it and started making the border the big issue and building the fence. And just to be against him, I think they just go, it just became no border. Because Obama was making that border. Every other president was making that border. But when Trump came up, there's going to be a beautiful wall, great wall, beautiful. Everyone just, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. We're going to keep going. It's going to be great wall. And everyone just goes, oh, my God. What are you doing? I can't take it anymore. This, that's when it all went to shit. Wonder something crazy about it. Mexico and San Diego. So when we were younger, in the 80s, we would race motorcycles off Palm Avenue. Oh, yeah. And there wasn't, there wasn't any fence. And we'd sometimes go deep down into San Diego backcountry and end up in Mexico. Yeah, being a revolution, we, doing we, like, a don't even, tequila. We, don't, we didn't even <laughs> know, you didn't even know you crossed right. the border. Yeah, the there was no separation. The old legendary donkey show. I don't know if that was right. Oh, Circle maybe. back to the canister of semen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how much can you get for a canister of donkey sperm? There's nothing. Yeah, zero. I don't, I don't know. think they do that anymore. Yeah. I think what? The, well, they, I mean, the worst I saw is oh, they, and, they and, put them, and it's like a fake, they make fake zebras out of donkeys by taking black shoe polish. No, that's oh, called yeah. a donkey. Yeah. yeah. It's a donkey. It's an animal. But, but then a, half the, a zebra, half the donkey. donkey show, the poor donkey's like put in a little wooden cage. It can't move. And those women are teasing the hell out of it. And it's uh, turning its lip inside out going like, like that's uh, like, what no, the hell's God. going on, man? Yeah. Well, we're not entertainment. Anyone who goes to those we went from shows. legal issues to yeah. uh, talking donkey about show. the donkey show and the Tijuana donkey show. Everyone knows about that, but it's just like I know. I never think they. Were, I, I didn't think they actually existed, but I, would, I guess they do. Do you guys still believe in that we should use like um, the um, early days when the messenger? Who's the guy that got on a horse? It's so long ago. Can't Pony Express. Uh, yeah, the no, Pony no. Express. Uh, the, the, the guy that said the British are coming. Paul Revere. Yeah, Paul Revere. It's like. You have, when you have a messenger gets on a horse to go from Boston to Chicago and it takes right. four days or something. Right. I mean, th that was back in the time we created these Whigs and proletariats and Democrats and stuff because people didn't know how to vote for individuals. They had to vote for a concept. And there's the proletariat concept and the Federalist concept. 
that's when we used Paul Revere to, mm -hmm. to and now we're still using Paul Revere politics. It's like we don't have an internet. I mean, we can't vote for individuals. We had to vote right. for parties right. still. Are you kidding me? Right. But nobody wants to change it because there's a bunch of money getting, you know, people are making a bunch of money oh, doing so nothing. so much money. All these politicians, man, no wonder people get pissed. They go in there, you figure like, okay, I'm going to be a city council. You don't make shit as a city council. Even the mayor, how much could he be making, right? 200,000 like 200, a year. It should be a volunteer yeah, position. Deal. You know, most If you're successful yeah. enough to do that job, right. well, you, know, you ran a good business, you made millions of dollars, yeah. give your time back to well, the community. That's I mean, true. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I, I'm a volunteer here at San Diego Association of Realtors. I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, that's a, actually a good concept. But my point was is that you see them starting off as a you know, city council, then they go to the mayor, then they go yeah. to whatever. Now they're a senator, and now they're into the bucks. And they go, man, if I can just scam this. And how do they end up leaving with multi-million dollars? If you add up all the pay they've ever made, there's no way they're going to do it. So they do the deal. They do the oh, deal. Oh, let's find out. And I'll start yeah. running for the city council. You know, the, uh, I want to be yeah, the president let's find of the United out. States. Speaking engagements, endorsements, things like that. You know, book. Like, like, they write a book. You know, Bill Clinton can still make 150000 bucks for a 20-minute commencement speech. You know? Really? Yeah. Wow, that's not bad. Yeah. So, anyway. huh. I, so, get, I wonder which person gets paid the most out of all those politicians after oh, probably Obama, right? If that guy, I don't know. Is he still popular? I, I think if he went to speak somewhere, people would pay. Yeah. That guy was. He's, the best. But he's really good at. He's really oh good at public God. speaking. I, I, that, I remember. I saw his first speech, like when it when he first was on the Senate floor and he's giving the speech. I was like, "Who is that guy? Yeah, that guy's good. Yeah, I know. I really, really liked. Yeah, what a smooth what he, talker, and he was yeah. cool, and he made sense. Uh. My mom spotted him like two or three years before he even put his name in the hat for president. She said, "This guy's really good." And we're from Illinois, from Chicago. And yeah. She said, this guy's a lawyer out of Chicago, and he's really good. He, yeah, he's constitutional lawyer. I, I saw. Yeah, mom, I'm trying to call a president from somebody who's a, a state senator. You know, she, she called it. Yeah, she did. Two we years. should bring. We should bring her to the horse races. Yeah, <laughs> Let's call it. Circle around. Yeah, to pick I, that I, one. For some reason, I think that Obama is. I mean, I, he's obviously still living in Washington D.C. You know, he's never really left. Yeah. A couple blocks away from the White House, I think, and uh, he's probably helping Biden. <laughs> he must be helping Biden. He's got to help Biden. Him. I keep looking at Biden, going, God. Dang, that's so cruel to put that guy up on the stage. I mean, because my dad, because I mean, my dad's old like that. And yeah. uh, and he's old. My father just last night, he almost fell like in the living room. He's got to kind of help him still. My dad still has a sharp brain. But um, you see Biden go, going up on the stage and it doesn't matter what party you're from. Just look at it like a freaking humanitarian. Yeah. The dude is lost. He looks at people and he's, he's shaking this person. No, the guy's oh, he, oh, over here. And then he gets... He has a handler now that just helps He's him. older. Leave Frank. the guy alone. He's 80 keeps whatever. showing the picture of him tripping going up the stairs to his airplane and stuff. Yeah, he's something. getting older. And then yeah. when you start – Why do they have to go up those stairs, by the way? Can they have the president enter and exit a, a plane a little better than going up this huge flight of stairs? Can they put an elevator? Lift, yeah. Or get the, a lift. Or, the, or no, how about the tube, go? the tube that they walk through that they just, stick to the airport? Right. Put a, because, cute, put a cute no, little chair and a forklift and right. flip yeah. right. there. Get a cool forklift. Make it cool. I never even thought of that. Yeah, why do they have to? Why do you go up the stairs like it's 1980 on a PSA flight? I have no idea. I mean, I get maybe they don't want to attach it because of security reasons. The guy's going through or whatever, but have a lift. Maybe somebody will answer that question. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a response. Because you know, this is that, the because why. the presidents are kind of old, you don't want to slip, even if you're in shape. There's a chance you're going to slip when you're coming yeah. down to meet. Eventually, you're going to slip. 
So dignitaries down there, and you're gonna eat shit all the way down, <laughs> or you're gonna fall. I, fall, I slip. I, I fall upstairs too, like Biden. Yeah. I never fall downstairs, but a lot of times I've been going upstairs and 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 just fell right to my knees. Of course. Going, what the hell has just happened? It takes a lot of muscle to get upstairs. You gotta be strong. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, well, I feel sorry for you. You see, I'm stepping, stepping, stepping. They should stepping. bring a colossal stairmaster, and just you know, like the ones in the gym, but just with like yeah. 50 steps. And he could just stand at the bottom. It'll just take yeah, him all yeah, the way up. Yeah, bring him an escalator. Yeah. Like a portable escalator just stands up hey, there. Hey, good invention. Yeah, presidential escalator. They've they got they people one. movers all throughout the airport. So he's have a people mover take him right <laughs> up Right. <laughs> Drop the guy off. You you have to walk. Speaking about Chicago and airports, you guys got a crazy airport. Yeah, Man, it's a can, big airport. You can spend some time walking in O'Hare. <clears> you got to take uh, trains and buses and all sorts of I stuff. I went to Chicago for the first time just last year. Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, I loved it, man. You know, I mean, it, I, it gets whatever, a bad, I guess, certain areas get a bad rep, but it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, I had yeah, one guy come, a, I had one guy come to me, uh, I was at a bar and we're with, uh, uh, it was a meeting, it was for real estate convention. And okay. so I had some like VIPs with me and, and they go, hey, we're going to go to this really popular bar. And I'm like, okay, so we're in the bar and I, I went outside to have a cigar with this other guy, we had these little stogies, you know? <laughs> so I go, okay, I got a cigar. I'm going to smoke a cigar outside. And uh, a guy approached me. Mm -hmm. um, and I was wearing a black suit, and he thought I was a bouncer. Huh. Mm -hmm. And he starts going, hey, man, why'd you throw me out of this place the other night? You know? <laughs> oh, like, shit. that's what he told me. So I go, because you're an asshole. You want to get thrown <laughs> out right again? He goes, no. And I'm like, all right, you're going to behave? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, you can go in. <laughs> I did. I did. Like, oh, let's like see what the And then five seconds later, I you forget. Take, right, I just want to. Right yeah, so I, I, I just thought, like, who gives a shit what just happened? And then all of a sudden, I see the guy go, boom! He comes out the door. And how this guy get in? I'm like, dude, I, I don't work here. How the hell am I supposed <laughs> to know? Like a nice enough guy. But, yeah, it's like I'm not going to get in a fight uh, with this guy. I'm like, yeah, go in. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but he thought I was a bouncer. It was funny. And then I took a picture with him because he looked so crazy. He looked like a halibut. Like his eyes were just going that way. And he had no teeth, and he looked crazy. Maybe he had one teeth, one <laughs> tooth, yeah, he had a tooth and a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, a toothbrush. <laughs> and and so right, I go, hey, showed his ID was from Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took a selfie with him because I go, no one's going to believe the story. So I, I posed with him, and I'm figuring he's going to maybe cut my throat when I'm, you know, have my. But he was cool. I gave him twenty bucks. Yeah. But that's how I handled it. Like in California, we don't get all hyper. Like this guy's going to come and fight me. I'm like, hey, how come you threw me up? Go in. I don't yeah, care. San Diego is still a mellow place. Yeah, we're mellow. We don't, we don't like when they were rioting in LA and they, they thought, if we're going to have riots in San Diego, they're like, ah. yeah, people, th Yeah, people throw a bottle, nothing happens. They burn a car and it was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Let's go eat. Like, we're not no going to have. We don't want to fight. We did have one big riot in La Mesa. Oh no! Yeah, Must yeah. Have been because October the people, fest. what actually yeah, happened was, no, they wanted to. They were going to riot in in San Diego. These uh, Antifa people, they were going to do a protest, <laughs> but they found um, some La Mesa police officer harassing some dude at a trolley stop. So yeah. they go, "Hey, let's go to La Mesa." And La Mesa has like thirty people in their police department, and that whole place got overrun. They burnt down a bank, right? And a yeah, bunch of stuff. They're yeah. like, "What the hell?" Like those people in La Mesa, they're eating their breakfast going, what the hell's going on here? Like a small town. But the cops should have known, you know, like we're at a, we're at a point where, you know, it's, it's called cultural diversity, Some, which means uh, people of different cultures handle different things. Like Italians will use their hands and argue and other people will get in your face, but they're not going to throw blows. That's just how they speak and they're passionate. Like, and all you got to do is like talk to them and let them. 
I know the cops get nervous because when you come close to a cop, they get paranoid. But there are some cultures that come close to you and they just want to yeah. emotionally express themselves. But you got to be taught that. You got to be taught like, okay, chances are nine out of ten, this guy's not going to try and pop me. You know, you got to just take that chance. And if he does, freaking be ready for it. You know, they got too many trained. lame cops that are not martial artists. That's well, because the I can tell you why. Scared. No, because they're overworked, they're understaffed, and they don't have enough time to train. So like 20%, I think, of a police officer's work week should be for that training, yeah. cultural diversity training, de-escalation training, hand-to-hand -hand combat training. But you can't if you're just working the first 50, thing you 60 hours do, a week. First thing you got to do, would, 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 here's what my plan would be. Everybody that wants to be a cop has to learn jujitsu. You have to be physically trained. You got to be in physical shape. You can't be some big fat dude as a cop. They're not when they come out of the academy. Well, then that keep happens. them like that. And you got to. That's gotta, what I just said. They have to train. They because don't have time. what happens is that you understand your own defense is like, I can no longer fight that good. So I'm just going to go for my baton. I'm going to go for my taser. I'm going to go for my gun. But if you're physically in shape, you have the mental capacity to lower it down and say, hey, let's talk about this. Because you kind of know you, you could, you're a scrapper as well. It's just like when you see a black belt, you can never fight him or a UFC fighter going to a bar and somebody giving them shit. They're going to go, because I know I can rip your head off, I'm just going to kiss your butt and nothing's going to happen. That's the mentality the cops have to have. They can't just go straight. But when you, ha when you hire these little people and they're scared and you got this big guy coming from, yeah, the cop does feel like I'm going to get killed and they pull out their piece but if you had a badass cop there and the guy's not armed, okay, we may go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, but I'm not going to shoot you. So they do feel like they're in fear because they're not training him correctly. That's just my opinion. I, I could be totally I think, wrong. I, think, I don't think you're – I think you're not off. But I do think they're That's trained – That's step one. No, I do think they're trained correctly. But you got to give them the money, the resources, and the time. Yeah, you can't just train you them can't through just, an academy yeah, and, and then say go, go. Go and work 100 right. hours a week right. and like there's no way you no. can do that. You got to train you them. You guys are missing a big part of the equation though because for so long as there are donut shops, we're going to have fat cops. Yeah, yeah, you got that <laughs> right. That's, that's where they meet. That's where they go. Yeah. <laughs> Bad cop, no donut. You know? Well, you ever, see the, you ever see the – I like donuts. <laughs> you ever see those cops? Cream, cream filled. Exactly. <laughs> Like those cops, Jam top. you'll see them at, at, at night with their with their dome light on, like parked in their condos, looking down. You know, yeah. I figured out this. They're actually like rolling a joint <laughs> because ten minutes later you see them at a donut shop. Then <laughs> all of a sudden you hum. The blades were like. Then I see you down the street. And it's and it's legal in California. So yeah, when you bust yeah. with pot, they they check it and I yeah. eat that shit. Yeah. <laughs> the good stuff. I, exactly. <laughs> so hey, Sean, seriously, if somebody has a situation where they've been falsely accused of a theft and they've been in that how they how can they get a hold of you like give that out right now we want oh, yeah. can, we would want you, would yeah. do you do that now would you represent yeah I have, I have cases all across country yeah so well, we'll do a big shout out for him at the end but we could do it now but what do you do Sean, let's do both let's do it all the time yeah how do people get let's do it all let's yeah. do it all day long yeah. <laughs> all day long yeah I want to know how, it's be the how Sean day. you can say it how do people get a hold we'll of you give your own day for the city a key key to the city if people want to uh, get a hold of me, it's I mean pretty much pretty easy Google search. You, know, you search coerced confession. I was there was an article in 2014, one of the longest legal articles in the uh, New York Times. And uh, I tell you, don't ever is it, agree. Are you, is it your article? Yeah. Okay, what's about it one about? Of the cases about it's it's the title is when employees confess sometimes falsely. And I'm warning you, if you ever get called, if you have, you know what I'm talking about. But if you have, if you get called by New York Times to do an article. 
be ready to spend some time. It took six months. They went, send me documentation that, send me document. Okay, then they reword everything. Now it's like, wow, they've, they, I mean, I, I do now believe that Wall Street Journal and, and uh, New York Times, they fact check a lot of stuff. Cause they, for six months, they fact check, fact check, fact check. I had to scan things and meme. This back more of the fax days. It was before scanning was popular, but now, now scanning. So what that case involved and why were you uh, highlighted by the New York Times? What happened? It actually case? circled back when you mentioned the instance project. It got started at um, Stephen Drizzen, a professor at uh, Northwestern Law School, you know, Northwestern University Law School, Chicago, mm-hmm. and Scott Tarot, who wrote some. He's a, a author. Um, he's got probably f- eight or nine or ten books. He's a um, good lawyer out of Chicago, also. Um, I think he's now a an author. He doesn't practice law anymore. Hasn't for a long time. But they are like, they're like really involved. Those guys like, put a lot of energy into. Ralph Nader uh, participates in the Innocence Project. But that's a, a lot of what, what it, where it comes from is people are trying to, you know, I, I haven't really worked on that many cases where I've gotten people out of jail because I don't do as many criminal things. And most of the people that get busted for retail theft or get coerced into confession for something they didn't do, um, they don't spend more than a night in jail and they're released if they spend any time in jail. Um, so I'm not getting them out of jail, but they call me and uh, just, you know, I, I handle it. We've lost, we've lost one case in uh, Houston. Jury just didn't give a shit. And we didn't have very strong evidence of innocence. Again, but I, I, I wasn't even sure my own client was innocent. But even if you're not, even if you're guilty, they still have to follow the law. They're right. supposed to follow, call right. the police Due and process. treat you fairly, not hold you there for an hour to two hours. Most people, it takes an hour to two hours before they, they crack. Because they, at first you're like, well, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And Oh, no, no. You know, everybody wants to deny it. And I right. understand that. And then they, they poo-poo it down. They rationalize, you know, how it's not a big deal. They minimize the offense. They rationalize why people, you know, people need money for rent. What was what was your situation? You don't seem like a drug dealer or anything like that. You seem like a good person. You probably need money to make a car payment or something. They start just putting, giving right. suggestions, suggestions, and it's a it's a. Can't pretty, the person just get up and leave if they wanted to? If you can live without a paycheck, if you think you have another job, that you, so you can put diapers on your kids, and, you know, and that yeah, sucks. Yeah, they take advantage of their uh, the situation. I'm a young so, kid so right now. Why isn't there any legislation being written by someone like you that would prevent this? Like, like that would tell the big box stores, the small box stores, any store, if you ever your policy now by law that you're the person you're going to accuse is must have either a witness or an attorney present with him. Is or, there or they have to record the entire interview and provide that right, in court. Yeah. Right, discovery. Good, yeah, exactly. And I've tried to make settlements. And sometimes in a mediation, I'll say, if you'll agree to start recording your interviews, then we'll do it for 100000 less. Oh, no, 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 not ever. And I say, why? It's a power trip. You know, it's two against one. It's... You, Their word against his. Our word against yours. You're a peon. We had two managers against one peon. Who's going to win that? You know, right. They have to imagine. record these things. Even the police are required to record when they're interviewing somebody. They have to turn yeah. their body cameras on. Well, the, is yeah. it, well because of you know, public versus private sector, I don't think the private sector has yeah, to. Yeah, but we need to change that. Well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Let's get legislation that protects everybody. And even if you are guilty, that's fine. But – that recording has to be discoverable immediately within 24 hours so that person can go, I, listen, I just got fired. I don't know what the hell happened, but I have access to this tape. I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, we know some state senators we can pitch that to yeah, for California. One. It's a right. really good one. Yeah. I think they will run with it. Yeah, no, I think it should be mandatory. Because in some of my cases, when the police arrive – Bing, do I have your permission to record? Yes, and the police don't have to do it to protect themselves. You right. think the loss prevention people, if they're playing by it, would want to protect themselves. Right. And I've asked, you know, high high level lows and uh, AutoZone VPs of um, human resources. I mean, you talk to them, 
you know, who made this rule about no recording? Well, nobody knows who made it, but say, why don't you record? Well, we think that a written question and answer is the most reliable way to get somebody's truth. I, I okay, said, I can tell you why. Because they're lying. They don't want to be held liable. They're going to give them uh, different scenarios where they're coercing them. They're going to get caught probably breaking their own policies or procedures, probably breaking uh, criminal laws that protect uh, criminals or, or, or uh, people who are accused of a crime. Making and false promises. Making false, false promise promises because they're, they're, they're lying. So they're yeah. going to say this old policy, yeah, we just don't allow that. Well, well yeah, who, yeah, who said that? Well, I, I want to record myself because that's what the citizens started doing. The citizens started looking at the Constitution, especially the First Amendment, freedom of, of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of press. And they go, we need to start filming it. So they got their cameras and they told the cops, you cannot stop me for this. I mean, it, it was the brave individuals that started doing this. And has it had an impact? Yeah. Cops are like, they're not messing with people that much anymore. Yeah. So how about if but you I are able to film yourself and go, hey, I want to film this. Yeah, I've asked them, I said, what if all three, what if what both managers and with cell phones now, cell phones right. can record for an hour, two hours. Three, right. If you need to plug it in, you plug it in. But said, what would, I asked VP, you know, people who make half a million, three, you know, with, with Christmas bonuses, make a half million a year being a, a big cheese at these corporations. And uh, you go to their home office and take their deposition. I said, so you wouldn't want to have three tape recordings or video recordings? That, so you right. could, oh, no, those are all subject to manipulation. I said, if you start comparing them, you'd be able to tell. Oh, that's all bullshit. manipulation. Like, yeah, 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 I thought, yeah. Oh, really? So my, my client can't be manipulated behind closed doors. Why did it take two hours to get my client to confess? Right. If he's guilty, he's guilty. It takes right. 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Right. You know? But why did it take two hours? And and what what would be wrong with having a recording? Well, that'd just be all that we have to handle it then, and we have to deal with it then, and we have to be so it has to So it has to come from a state law or federal law that mandates anyone who's accused, an employee, who's getting in prison or getting talked to, they have to be, it has to be recorded. But yeah. I can, Audio and I'm going to suspect, Audio and so easy. Right. right. Are these stores, un, are these stores unionized or not? Uh, most aren't. And then in, in fact, yeah. in, in their, in their employee manuals, some of these companies will brag about how we don't want that union here. We have a beautiful culture, and we don't want the union to come and disrupt it. And but right. see, that's why unions end up coming in because yeah, they needed. gotta protect exactly. Right. They gotta you know, protect people, the employees. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if, if you have if, a union, you have to have a union rep at any interview like that. So right. it ruin it. If you're a union, you're, you can't do what you do. Yeah. See, so, yeah. So, well, that's why they do it. That's why unions exist because right. employees getting their butt kicked at work. Right. They have no protection. No one's looking out for them. And they, the, the union comes and goes, hey, we want to know what's going on. That's what it's for. It's to yeah, protect. If the, if the corporations were doing the right things, you wouldn't need them. Wouldn't need they them. weren't torturing these poor guys. And who Look, knows what else they have? They have like those security guards that have sex with the girls who stole <laughs> to get – to get. Yeah. I mean seriously. What they, was that? Like if a, if a female has a shoplifts and they bring them to a room and the, the guy, the security guard says – have sex with me and I won't charge you. Does any of that, Does that happen? happen? Um, not as much in retail as it did. There's, there's a guy serving time, one of the San Diego PDs serving time right now for, he would go trolling down on the gas lamp at midnight one and two. Oh, yeah. And watch a girl stagger to her car and then soon she starts pulling away, boom. And then, then it'd be kind of like, well, you know, you're a pretty lady. I mean, the, the, and I guess he got caught because he ended up going home with two drunk girls and then at their house one of the girls went and called the police to come and get that police was like, I think that's what started it all I remember that dude yeah. yeah what a dick but it does a little bit in loss prevention yep. but not, not as uh, not the um, loss a lot of the um, 
the, the, the dynamic's not there, I don't think. It's not a, um, although you say a lot of people, like, what, how can an, a 40-year-old 40 man be attracted to a six-year-old kid? It's not that, it's a weird, uh, right. but I'm, I'm sure it happens some, but I don't see much of it at all. Oh, okay. I think I it's just, That's really good. Important. Yeah, at least that's good. We don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's so but I can see I can see how that could happen. Yeah, totally. What you do see a lot more of is in a sexual harassment cases. You see managers that use the Christmas dinner to turn one thing into another, and did the relationship start at work? And that's an issue. Oh yeah, but he took her. That was after hours. It was two in the morning. But yeah, but how did how did it get from the workplace to there? And if you could draw a, a nexus or connection, there's you know, you know the co connection is always alcohol. There's, it's like <laughs> always. Yeah, so he can't go yeah. anywhere. But what's funny about like workplace sexual harassment because I, you meet people and and you say like, you see a nice couple and you go, hey, where'd you guys meet? They go, we met at work. Yeah. So, okay, something happened at work, sexual, right? But you guys just happened to get married. But yeah. then you meet someone at work and you have a bad separation. It's sexual harassment. Yeah, it's especially so. How come no one looked at these people who meet at work as well? You're kind of part of the problem. If you actually met at work and you had a Sexual relationship is well to because get if it's if it's mutual right. and they both are then it's not okay. harassment. But I but I know but there's but still that a, sexual a harassment stuff exists. Oh my and God. then when you hear what some of these guys do, because it's normally guys on girls, you got to shake your head and go, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, some like you actually either. did that. Right, they're out of their minds. Yeah. I've been handling those cases since about 1998, 1999. You do and, sexual harassment too. Yeah, and I keep thinking that. Eventually, aren't guys going to get a little smarter and yeah. right. realize that you can't do that? Right. But what happens is it's it's a narcissistic eomania right. that right. makes them think that <clears throat> other idiots get caught, but I'm going to do it in my slick way and not get caught because right. you know no girl's going to get mad at me because I got a special wand I'm going to show her. And right. So I'm going to exactly. show my love magic stuff. And I think they really they really yeah. convince themselves that they're they got this they're too good to get. Involved. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. They're so sick. It is. You're yeah, right. the same kind of child molestation type mentality. Yeah, there. yeah they, har they, they harass the people and make them feel <clears throat> uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And you, can you imagine going to work? I mean, we're men, so it ha never happened to us, but. It does happen. Men do get sexually harassed. I know. Yeah, no, but I've, I've, had, I've had reverse sexual harassment of uh, uh, oh, believe female me, I, manager. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, got, I, I had an experience with that too. It was ugly, but it's, it's rare. You know what yeah, I mean? But can rare. you imagine if you're a female and this guy's just going to just start trying to grope you and saying you better do what I tell you or you're going to get fired and you're just like you don't want to lose yeah. your job. You're one paycheck away. Like, I got to do this. Yeah, bullies. Yeah. When you mention alcohol, not surprisingly, one of the most common so employers where sexual harassment comes out of is a restaurant and bar industry where women are wearing skimpy clothes. They bend over by a cooler and, you know, smack, smack that fanny type mentality. Yeah. And oh. my, most – Bartenders aren't supposed to drink, but it's more common that they do than they don't. Right. So they, they know where they can go to be away from camera. They have stashes here and there. Um, it's very common. They go in the bathroom and have powder that goes up their nose. It's like a lot of stuff goes on in bars I've learned through. You want to hear something weird clothes. about the powder going up the nose now? Because huh. I, I was at a house with, um, with one of my painting contractors a couple of days ago, and he gets a phone call. One of their employees – overdosed on fentanyl oh, shit. and it was a painter I, I, I don't know if it was a painter. it was it, there, it was a construction site there was everybody all the electrical you know framers whatever but now every single street drug including crystal and and coke and all that are laced with like tiny bits of fentanyl because it's just super highly addictive and so 
I don't even think you can do that anymore. Like if you think you bought cocaine or you're doing cocaine, you could just die. So the uh, game's over. If if you're taking drugs, I mean, it's just going to keep going because America loves drugs. mm -hmm. So everyone's getting pissed at China for sending chemicals over. They're getting pissed at Mexican cartel for, you know, manufacturing and distributing it. What about the buyers? Like if if you don't buy it, it's dead. Yep. So we have a huge appetite for drugs. Mm -hmm. America loves drugs, pharmaceutical, illicit or or illicit. And it's surprising because reality is not cool enough. They want to alter reality. I mean, kind of right. like, man, reality blows my mind every day. Just right. plain, plain right. reality yeah. if you look yeah. at it the right way and enjoy yeah, it. That's what right everyone way. says who had a uh, – well, the people I know who have had uh, addictions, when they see the world sober, it's always – it's always talking to them is ins- inspiring because they go, I've never been sober and dealt with this. And it's so much huh. better and it's so much brighter and I can – it's – I didn't even know this existed because – they had that addiction. By being present, yeah. Yeah, think- being present. One of my good friends was on Vicodins, and he was completely addicted. And uh, he explained it to me. He goes, hey, if, you know, if you've ever been in love with a woman, a real love, a romantic love, you know, there's always like one or two in your life that you just go, I love him so much. He goes, times that by 100, and that's how much you love this drug. You'll go anywhere. You'll jump over a fence. You'll steal. You'll travel. Mm-hmm. You'll get yeah. up at 4 in the morning. You'll go find it. It's just like having the best love affair with this f- girl you're trying to trying to <laughs> trying to meet, and then when you get it, it's just like so satisfying. You you want more, you know. Yeah, he goes, and he raised and the he bar. And he goes now try to say that. And then all of a sudden, like someone says, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's like breaks your heart. You just you can't stop, yeah. you know. But once he was sober, he goes, you don't even know what the world's like in, in, until you're sober because you're yeah. you're so caught up in the drugs. But like you say, when you get, get rejected by a lover, you, yeah. if you lose a drug, you've like lost a lover. Like yeah. Jimi Hendrix and uh, yeah. Jerry Garcia and a lot of these, Kurt Cobain, the guys that they say that when you play a musical instrument, you make art on heroin. When you're not on heroin, you just don't feel Can't do it. Right. Yeah, so, right. So you've taken your music to another level. Right. But you're dependent on heroin to do it. Right. And it's, it's a vicious cycle. It's yes. Something. A lot of poets, Edgar Allan Poe and all these people, do a lot of. They peyote and stuff too back then. They peyote. They, uh, every time you see someone being super creative, they're chewing or smoking or <laughs> shooting up something. You know, so, there has to be a stimulus so you can't be creative because, without or else you're black. just like. Well, there's a big push to re- legalize psilocybin. There should be. And they they said there's there's some pharmaceutical aspects yeah, of it. Yeah, microdosing that helps, helps with PTSD. It helps with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've seen but how do you know what's a microdose? Stuff. I don't know what states. I think Florida, I've seen it. And I think I think California too. They, they California. make elixirs with mushroom in them. Yeah. yeah. They got, they're, doing, they're just they're finding out. The whole thing about drugs, when Nixon declared the war on drugs, um, and they showed those bullshit people freaking out. Uh, they said, reefer madness. Yeah, reefer madness. <laughs> that they, was they, the they act like that was from weed. And yeah. they go, oh, look at this. Yeah, and, and so they made it so bad when it's like getting stoned is, not, is like, what happens? You don't want to do anything. You want to. You want to eat ice cream, but you, the, you don't want to drive. But you don't weird, want to fight. Weird thing about you don't freak out. Marijuana now. The, the THC level in well, the really marijuana high, right, we right. had, when we had, no, yeah. when we were growing up, totally disclosure, yeah. full disclosure. You used to smoke a joint was, from Mexico and you wouldn't even get high. But it, it was, was like, yeah, smoke what, another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you keep smoking, it, nothing happens. You smoke one now, you're in a different what was, level. It was 4% four, 4% THC. Yeah. Now it's up to 30%. Right. And okay. so they're getting these weird kind of hospital overdoses on weed because... It's too much. It's it's too much THC. It's not the they're ge- not dying, ge- right. but they're they're not doing well. Yeah, they're tripping. But the problem is now 
is that, like you said, everything is laced with fentanyl. Fentanyl. So you smoke a joint and you stop breathing. You can put fentanyl in marijuana. Holy. Well, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, but but it doesn't work if you. It doesn't work if if you light the marijuana on fire because you destroy the fentanyl molecule. Oh, you, so that's no problem. No. You just got to light it up. No, you can, you have to you have to vape it. Vape it. Yeah. Oh, if you vape the the fentanyl, you, you can you can you can. Are you sure about that? I'm People po- are listening. I'm, po- I'm positive. Okay. I've been doing it for years. That if you <laughs> that if you yeah. if once you once you once you burn it, yeah, it destroys yeah, it. Like oh, it's okay. on fire. Huh. But there's ways to get to get marijuana, smoke marijuana. Well, the t- the the vaping gets the THC out, but it doesn't actually burn. Yeah, it does hot. Right, it doesn't. It burn. just gets the chemicals. That's so you why can put it in the juice in the vapor. And your story is that fentanyl so powerful, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean, I'm, scared, I'm just scared enough to believe it because it's safer to believe than than test. But I would, like the joint that has the fentanyl in it. Just by touching it, you get it, you rub your eye, rub your mouth, get your hands in your mouth. I mean, that's how people powerful say. Fentanyl people is. say that it, it went back and forth, right? There's a couple of people that acted like they. There's touched people it. that say that. Yeah, I, it's really not transdermal. Right. But but I look I'm no expert but from what I understand that it's really hard. You, know, you just to, don't want to be near near that shit. Yeah, words, just, words kind of scares me. Like, that's game, that's game over now. time. Fentanyl, fentanyl and morphine are the two most common end of life. You know, yeah. caregiver. Right. Uh, it's a couple drops under your tongue and you won't wake up the next day. You know, yeah. Kind of thing. And somebody's. So they're going to have to do, do quality of life question. Yeah. yeah. So, so morphine, oh, they, they went from, oh, yeah, morphine or morphine fentanyl. my dad, morphine sulfate or something like that. But it's, it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get nice high. I mean, that's a good way to go. I would think if, you know, get nice, good. My, I'm, my heart's racing just think about now. It was two years ago. <laughs> but still, I, my, my brother did. I was there, though. I was kind of like, oh, this is really, this is like. I saw my father things you never think you're going to find away. yourself in. Yeah. You know? Like that. It was, Yeah. We don't want to go too dark. Yeah, he went no. easy, but I, I was thinking about that. Like, why do they get that to people who want to commit suicide? Is what? that legal? Committing suicide? Yeah, just get No a one's ever drops. been convicted that were successful. Yeah. You know, they, they, have, they, have, they have baby drops. I mean, they have, like, you know, check in. Isn't there something where you can... Make them wait 24 hours, like buying a gun. You shouldn't be able to buy a gun without waiting 24 hours and make sure you're not... Right, right. It. That's what they have. The, it's called the cool-off period for 10 days when you buy a gun in California because... Most people go in there, I want to get a gun, I'm going to kill her, I'm going to kill yeah. that, I'm pissed. And they go, cool off period, 10 days. Yeah. So the same, now not certain hospitals in the country have uh, anonymous, no no harm, no foul, no charges brought, the baby delivery, people turn in their babies right. to back, like immediate foster care kind of thing. It's just a baby, I guess it goes through an adoption process. Well, they do that all the time. They used to do that with, you, you bring your baby to the fire department, you can drop off a baby. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so if you're having like, you're pregnant. You don't want your parents to know you have this baby. Really? The, the baby. fire department? Yeah, yeah. You could you could take a baby to the fire department. Because they can entertain. Yeah. They, have the, they got the pole the kid can slide down. They got the bells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Try on this outfit. <laughs> yeah, they have the big boots they can wear yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could take them. As kids growing I mean, up. You know, children's hospital. I mean, the fire department. Where do you take a baby? Right? You, know, you go to the fire department. And then the fire department, of course, doesn't keep it. They they call children's hospital wherever they do. Because but... I, I was thinking, that's so that's how firemen get hired. They yeah. just grow up there. Yeah, they just and they have a, 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 they have baby a room in the care. back. Hopefully, they have a stress level though. But that same stress level, to where people they should have more of a humane acceptance. And in, in the last thirty years, the whole idea of being under professional mental health care has changed entirely. I mean, when we were growing up, if you were seeing a psychiatrist, people stayed away and thought right, you were exactly. wacky yeah. from the Twilight Zone. You right, know? right. Now it's like 
my everyone has a counselor yeah. or at least two you know right. I, that, I use that you're not my, cool unless you talk issues. i say one psychiatrist my family issues one for my personal issues and they're like i thought yeah. you saw a psychiatrist yesterday oh that's a different one yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's so, true people will say like, that like i was talking to my counselor the other day it's like totally good now yeah which is awesome it's almost a, it's all it used it's, to be stigma now well it's just it's like, like aa you know alcohol anonymous is not anonymous anymore people go i'm gonna go to my you know i gotta go to my group yeah i gotta and no one everyone I remember back in the 80s, or actually the 90s, when the Vicodins were really uh, being, you know, everyone had the pill mills, and if you got a backache, and everyone's popping Vicodins and drinking a beer, and no one thought anything of it because you you were told they weren't addictive. Uh, at least the pharmaceutical yeah. told, the, told the doctors, but obviously they're addictive because, you know, they feel good, you start taking them. And um, that was a hard one to get off. But well, not everybody who does who takes one or two or three Vicodin yeah, are going to get addicted. Yeah, you Even know, if I, you're on it for a week or so. I'm, just, I'm like that. But I some people can't stop. No, right. you just can't go to the bathroom. I had yeah, Vicodin. Says, yeah, like, I had Vicodins. I took like three or four of them when I, you know, hurt broke, your, broke my back and fell at work. Anyway, there was a time where it really hurt. But I couldn't crap for like four days. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'd rather that take the worse. pain. That hurt worse. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And then when I did, pass that potato. Put, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, put crime tape exactly. around that bathroom. It's like I'm not yeah. doing this ever. Like right. who would take this stuff? Just a constipation. And then they have this. I didn't want they to have it. a drug right and now it wasn't for even that. that. It didn't even feel that good. Like that. It was you get a high, but it was it was more like. Uh, but they made a drug, um, an opioid like anti con yeah. anti constipation yeah, opioid drug. So if you're taking hey. pain meds. You got to take another. It's like bit. the pharmaceuticals. Side effects take this. Like every, everything has a you side keep effect. Keep stacking on top stacking of each other. Up. Instead of putting a suppository in the back end, you take a pill in the front end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> little, also, that's how you use it. I've been doing it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't need the suppository. So right. Bad after Am I supposed to take the aluminum foil off these before I chew <laughs> <Yeah>. on them? <laughs> what do you want me to do? This shove it up my ass? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's <laughs> like a little miniature blimp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, who designed that thing? It's I don't even go poop that bad, Dad. <laughs> a miniature blimp. Yeah, and they should look good here on the side. But it's so not pointy enough. It's too round. It's not so pointy imagine, enough. Imagine if you were constipated like that all the time. And a lot of these people live on the streets. And right. Digest, they have oh diarrhea God. or constipation. They go yeah. from one extreme to the other. What I'm saying is, I, I mean, we treat our animals with more humanity than we treat our oh human beings. God. We got to change this culture. It's, it's not a stigma to decide, you know, I'm going to choose my own quality of life. I'm not enjoying this life at all. I'm creating yeah. hardship for other people. I'm right. hating. And if, if you do that for more than a few days, maybe a 10 day waiting period or whatever, but I mean, they got to make it more acceptable to decide that you, you know, like a, but uh, Eugene, where my son lives in Eugene, he says they have a, a system up there that makes it more, uh, more acceptable to say, I, I want to end my life and go to the hospital and do it in a humane way. And, and so I don't have to be a, Oh, really? Society. You can kill yourself in Oregon? Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I know. I know that one girl. Remember, she got. Uh, she had brain cancer, and she got to go on some hill. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure what the conditions are. I'm not sure if anybody else. Well, they had that guy, Doctor Kavorkian, who was he was <laughs> assisted suicide. He got yeah. busted. Yeah, they yeah. threw him in jail. That right. guy was correct. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. The people were going to die. He was. He they was telling like them how to, to do live. It. Right. They have cancer. It's stage four. They're falling apart. Their eyes are sunk in their head, and the guy goes. Just give me the pill. I don't want to die the slow death, like I'm in a desert dying. Let me kill myself. And the doctor goes, okay, I agree with you. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Shh. What's wrong with that? 
We do a tour. It's like having a directive when you get older, you know. And, and I, right. When you watch a few old people and you watch them suffer and die, you think, man, I want to have a directive. That says as soon as I can't have any coherent meaning and there's right. no a doctor says it's not reversible. Yeah. Don't make any. Nobody has to watch me the last three, four, five days. Wither right. away. It's, right. It's like no. Good for I agree anybody. with that. There's no way you're going to reverse. Everyone thinks there's going to be some miracle. There's no way you're coming back, and you're suffering. And your last, your last visual. Because I think about like my daughter. You know, she's gonna. You know, what is she gonna do? When you die, you leave them sad. So I don't want the last thing for my daughter to see is me wilting and rotting and and just seeing yeah. her suffer. It's just like, hey, man, kiss me. I'm, I'm going to be gone and just take the hit. And then I you think, just... Sh- I mean, it's a social... You know what I mean? That way it's gone. Like, yeah. And then, like, why, why slow death? Like, six weeks in the hospital until you see the person. Like, when Jobs died. You know, the guy... Uh, did you see the pictures before and after Steve Jobs? No. Oh my God, he looks so bad. So emaciated. Like he didn't want to die. He was holding on to life. Yeah, that probably. He's like, I, I don't, I don't want to go. He did everything to stay around. Yeah. He's like, no way. I wonder if they're gonna find the cure for that. It seems like they could. Do you know why men die before before married men die before their wives? They want to. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom. Get to, get to heaven before there's any problems. Like even my engineers are laughing back there. That's a sexist thing but, but, to say. But is it coming from medicine or is it coming from so, society where we think that everybody's going to live forever? And so no, far, no, no, not mean. one person's lived forever. We act like, oh, nobody can die. Nobody can what die. It's like a scary thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> one exception. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know, his real name is Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I can't picture the, yeah, about Jesus. I, they keep showing him like this beautiful blonde guy I, you know I don't think it's like a Peter Frampton looks like yeah. Peter Frampton he does he looks like a, a guitar player he's got these blue eyes this really chisel face this long hair somebody put a thing on him I mean that, that was an he artist he was an Arab that was an artist rendition then right. he's a Semite like I an mean, Israeli the, yeah like, the guy's know, probably I was never lucky enough to meet Jesus personally yeah but I met people through the lineage had, you know, their kids of kids of kids parents have met him and they said that dude could drink so much red wine. He was like a Portuguese fisherman almost. Was like just, oh my God. And then the, he got all his, all his buddies drunk, so drunk they would say, oh, he's walking on water, man. He's like walking on water. There's all the wine. Yeah. So, whoa. Like, I was in Israel and I was there where he was born and where he carried the cross and all that. That's a, like, if you've never been to Israel, you got to go. Kind of religious, didn't Why don't they, oh my God, it changed. Beth, Bethlehem, it's, Jerusalem. And, it's, yeah. it's a life changer when you see, when well, you're there so he, actually so where Jesus history happened. So was an Arab. He wasn't an Arab. I think he was I mean, a Semite. From, he was from, no, he was, he from, was day, from friend, day to he was day, he Jew. would do whatever he wanted to be. He was, was Jewish. Was no, he, he wasn't was a Jewish, but I mean, he was. He was a Semite. He was from that area. From the area, whatever. Most likely, he probably had dark Wait hair. Wait a second. Could you imagine if they had like guitars and he drums wasn't back Jew- then? Jew- how that dude could have... He was G- Jewish. No, he, he died then the Jewish religion started because... No, he was a Jew. Was the a Jewish was before. It depends which oh religion you study. Oh my God, you study. have no history. Okay, We're going to have to fact was check Was he a Jew? It. Judaism. Well, that's the majority Look it up. consensus Look it up, that, guys. If, 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 All right, hold on. We'll find out. I think he was. I think okay. he, I so think why he was. They, mo- so how come everyone hates Jews? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a I Jew. I can not, say that. I don't but think like, everybody. Well, if, I think everybody. But there's a no, lot I of think, it. I there's think the a Beatles lot of like Jews. The Beatles had the one song, Hey, right, we're gonna Jews. Read. <laughs> and then it, they're like singing to him. Okay, so he was born of a him. Jewish mother in Galilee. Oh, he's a Jew. A Jew <laughs> right, a Jewish part of the world. I've been in Sea of Galilee. I've been there. Yeah. Cool. Did you get some water from the Sea of Galilee on your forehead? Dude, I'll tell you what the craziest thing is. If you go to this place called the Dead Sea, <laughs> you cannot sink. 
Oh, we know that, dude. No it's, like, it's like sixth grade geography. <laughs> no, we're talking but about. you have to. Be, Everyone knows that. But when you're actually That's in easy. it and right. you're trying to sink yourself. You can't it, swim down? What's the no. one out here? There's no way. Uh, like past Havazoo years, there's a. Is that salt? Salt and sea. Yeah. It's like. It's, it's scary when you drive by. Yeah. There's like little trailers. And is it behind a movie yeah. set or something? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of trip creepy. out there. It's in the Hakumba. Hakumba, yeah. The okay. Salton yeah. Sea was an accident. You drive it was like a El Centro dive. to Palm Springs. Yeah, like you go through sulfur, uh, really bad sulfur. It was a diversion of the Colorado River that went sideways. And right. It, and that's how you created it. Spilled all the salt. It spilled. The, salt that's sea. how it was developed. The, the Salton Sea was developed from, yeah. Yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident. It's like, and now they're trying to fill it back up with water because they don't know what to do. Yeah. It's a colossal cluster, you know what. Can you imagine if they drain it, how many bodies and d dismantled cars and stuff oh, they're going to find in there? It's like There's, no one goes in there like, to find it. It's kind of like a refugee no. camp in that area because I look around, people always looking this over their shoulder and stuff. Yeah. But they yeah. found like, lithium out there. The same way as a lot of people looking over their shoulder with tattoos up their neck and stuff. You, yeah. Now tattoos up the neck are more common, but in the old days, that you're a pretty badass dude if you had the two right, drops you're, 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 on the side. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now it's like you're, no you're, big you're deal. You're prison task, but now it's like everyone's doing it. Everyone tattoos on the neck or the tattoos on the face or everything. Whatever. Now you don't even pay attention to them. Like 15, 20 years ago, it was kind of scary. Five years ago, it just started happening. Now, now if somebody has tattoos on their neck or whatever it's, it's like, like a birthmark you I think really it's uh, well it's not I mean I don't yeah some of them are some cool. of them look cool yeah some of these guys are just like the full really nice artwork yeah and it goes down the arm I've seen these ones uh, but yeah, it's, it's the, not the a, Asian tats it's not, you know? it's not stigmatized anymore it's no, like no, no oh, one cares. whatever like you can uh, do cops have tattoos all over all these cops are doing the sleeves yeah. now no one cares about tats I mean no. you know you, you have tattoos I got five Let's or six see. I got like this. I got like this. But these are from the '80s. You know when I was, this is, this is like when Before, someone, when someone the Hell's that was it. That yeah, wasn't popular was, in the '80s. Yeah, no, this is when I was on my bike and yeah, and had long hair. Long hair, big arms. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm old. And I got short hair and skinny arms. I a lot of my buddies <laughs> have. I haven't had the. I haven't had the combination of money, time, and pain resistance and. Confidence that I want to have hurt. this on my body forever. It's like hey. what I think my. You don't have any. I'm going to tell you something. I have no tattoos. I, I haven't well, got one yet. People with tattoos are dedicated mm -hmm. because they, they can make a commitment. They can make a commitment. Right. You get a tattoo. That's a big commitment. Yeah. I think maybe having a practical one, like have your phone number to your house or your your seat. You know, let's yeah. go get so you one today after the, after the show. Let's do it right we'll get here. Tattoo. Yeah. Has like some. <laughs> Just some grab a sharpie. We'll just do a temporary one. A henna I, tattoo. I've done those ones just to see if I would like it. Tats? Yeah. Yeah. I put the I put the uh stickers. Mike Tyson tattoo on the side of my face. Oh, I have you pictures. Did? Yeah, I have pictures with it. Does it look good? Temporary tattoo. No, it looked horrible. Yeah, I don't Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It looked horrible. I was I mean, at a party and they had a tattoo. It was I was at a I was at a a bat mitzvah, my daughter's. And I had a little bit too much to drink. Hey, and I went to the tattoo. I went to the tattoo thing and they they go, which tattoo do the you henna, want? I go, shop. put the tattoo of Mike Tyson on the side of my face. So like half the bot mitzvah on my face was good. And the other half of the pictures have a Mike Tyson tattoo on my face. On. <laughs> Jewish people are not supposed to get tattoos. It was temporary. Well, I got some. I'm Jews. Yeah, well. Who cares? Yeah. Because it's called manipulation of the skin. You can't manipulate. Perforation. perforation. Can't, perforation. You can't puncture the skin. But what about, what about earrings? The, but I know. Nipple Spores, rings. Whatever. Nose Keep rings. Keep your personal stuff out of this, Frank. Have, Nobody wants to know about two yours. nipple rings? <laughs> well, they, I have three that attach with a chain. And I pull it up like... 
Hey, look at this trick. Now, I don't Can want you any, imagine? I, I don't want anyone touching my nipples, yeah, yeah. poking at them, leave my nipples. We're digressing it for the conversation. Yeah, talking so, about hey, talking about me? Yeah. Uh, so the good news is we have an advocate that's actually advocating for the rights of people yeah. who do not have the means or ability to defend themselves, and that's Sean. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Not the, and they don't have the education because I didn't even know about this topic. I was I was thinking he was talking about people who steal from stores. They get caught shoplifting. They get brought in, and then the security hassles them. But these are actual employees you're talking about. So the employee gets something may have happened. Right. But let me tell you something. Those employees aren't innocent, Sean. You know that a lot of them are ripping off. Oh yeah, some so of them. Are. So so if you go by what they're doing, they go okay. What do we do? All these people are ripping us off. we got to sweat them a little bit to get the confession because they're not going to say, hey, we think you're stealing from whatever, the locker room, this guy, every time you're here, something's missing or your cash register is always short. And you're like, I don't, hey, that's, I don't know why it's short. I'm not stealing. Yeah. Do you have, do you have no, proof? I have Leave no problem with good, right. accurate, reliable right. security. I mean, like I said, I don't, I, crime is a big problem everywhere. Right. Everywhere you go. In but every country, once in a while, somebody gets falsely accused. Right. And as, but that... The problem well, that is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for these people because they it's like right. a, a win-loss column. Like right. they, they have they got a, right. regional loss prevention of the year awards for the ones who gets the most confessions. Oh, do they stuff. really? Yeah. So it's oh like my God. You, know, you, know, you don't need to make it a culture of success. You, right. know, you don't win or lose. No. You do your job the best you can, and there's ways to avoid having people confess falsely. Right. And then, well, the, the premise of the criminal justice system in the United States is it's better to have 100 – guilty people go free than throw one innocent person in jail. So you have to have those protections for the people. Right, the check and balance. And and the good way to do it is, hey, let's just record this. Yeah, that's it's like well, it's so simple. When somebody says we don't want to record on the policy, things have changed. They, they could say that like five years ago. But now with everyone, so much proof, like like especially with cops, that people said they were getting harassed and they weren't yeah. being listened to, especially like – uh, uh, black people in the South and all that. And they, they've been saying it for years. Like, you have no idea what it's like to get right. pulled over as black. And now when they started filming it, they woke up everyone to go, these guys aren't bullshitting. Look at these cops. Yeah. Look how they're acting. And there's a, of course, there's a lot of good cops, but there's a lot of bad but cops But it also pre pre protects the police officers because somebody that, yeah, might... Yeah, because they're falsely accused because... That cop yeah, did absolutely. this and he turns on that his body cam all the time. and they go, hmm... Looks like you're being pretty much of an asshole. Right. And you were the one who was right. Who was antagonizing the cops, yeah, not I've the seen, other way around. Right. I've seen that in reverse so it's, too. So it's good. It so the problem of mine is record it. Yeah. Yeah. And with technology, it's so easy now. So easy. Yeah. And pretty much with digital satellites and everything, and it's not too far off in the future that everything you do in public is going to be recorded. I mean, ATMs record now, buses record now, you know, a lot of cab drivers for safety reasons have recorded. Oh, yeah, the going. Uber drivers? They're, they record forward and in the, their car. Yeah, you know, that's So awesome. you're doing something crazy in the back seat, you right. pull, out, pull out that chain and put it around their right. neck. You know, that's that. Yeah, um, I asked them, I said, oh, so you have two cameras in your car. I said, yeah, one for ahead of me and one for what's going on in my car. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's like. Yeah, they got to protect themselves. Yeah, because they get robbed. God dang, that's a scary job. Whatever thing that would be like a real job where you can just take your own private car and drive people around. Like you hardly ever see taxi cabs. Not anymore. They're yeah. almost non-existent. Yeah, I've never, I haven't seen one for a while. I was just at the airport. I didn't see any. It's all Uber. Lots of yeah, shared rides. Uber, Lyft, and uh, I don't know how I don't know how Uber worked, but when there's a whole bunch of people like going to a convention, they jack their prices up a oh, lot. Oh man, demand high, price high. I didn't high. know that, so yep. I'm like, so I go from my hotel to the convention. One day it was like. I don't know, eight bucks, and then and then 
I did the opposite. It was like 54 bucks. <clears throat> I'm like, what happened? Well, supply demand. So that's what, but the tax, the taxi cabs would always just have the meter the same rate. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're better off finding a cab. Yeah, and exactly. find one. <clears throat> so what about those 18 wheelers? Cause I remember you, you talked about like what happens when two 18 wheel trucks or a regular car is involved with a, with a commercial rig. That must be a whole different ball game. Like you just call your insurance and then what happens? Yeah. Well, it's, it, you know, the, the rules of road are pretty much the same. But for truckers, there's the FMCSRs, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Regulations. It's a whole other ball of wax. Um, that, because it's so, you got 70,000 pounds of loaded trailer, 53-foot trailer. And, uh, I mean, 70,000 pounds compared to your 5,000-pound SUV or 10,000-pound heavy SUV, you know. It's, it's, an, it's an uneven match. And so, you know, the truck driver falls asleep or loses control going too fast down at, uh, you know, somewhere in high 70 going through Colorado Mountains, Rocky Mountains or something. And, I mean – the, the accidents are more devastating because the, the weight comparisons. Right. Um, Nothing's stopping them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then, you know, in, in the commercial industry, you have the overriding force of you need to make the load. You need to make the load. You need to make the load. You know, it's a, there's, there's incentives for making a load, and there's disincentives if you miss the load. And, and uh, so that's, you got that pressure of the commercial dollar. Again, you know, so, many, so much in our world is pr- – uh, what's the, the what's the number the one uh, mechanical failure that trucks uh, that are involved in accidents is is do like you see those runaway you know things where the brakes go out is that typically? Yeah, I've seen I've never seen one of those in person, but I've seen videotapes yeah, of them. Yeah, me too. And it's pretty it's aggressive, crazy. nasty. Yeah, right. I mean the the rig it's really just a life saving. You hope you live because the mm-hmm. rig's going to get. I mean, I, I, a lot of times the, the one of the videos I saw the the trailer comes off the kingpin and gets detached and the. The tractor keeps going, pretty violent. Um, but the most common uh, maintenance issue I see on the road is tire failure, like the blown tires. And then, man, I say it can get wobbly, and uh, that's why you're looking at you know you, you got an eight pack in the back, eight pack in the front, and then your steer tires. But steer tires are the one you don't want to blow. If steer tire blows, you're in trouble. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We had a steer tire in a 40-foot motorhome go out, and my wife, Andrew, was driving. Man, it was, it was, like, scary. It was like a buck and bronco. You're going, boom, boom, boom. You're like, oh. And you hear the rim start gouging the road, and you're going, oh, oh you're, my God. Oh, you're driving it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was God. Like, you know, going 65 miles an hour, and you're, it's scarier than hell. Plus, yeah. that piece of uh, tire flies out and can hit someone, right? It's a big slap. Yeah, and those will break your windows. Right, it's like throwing a rock at you. Yeah. That's some thick... Uh, steel belted tires coming at you at 70 miles an hour is going to go right through the windshield. You see those laying around the freeway. I was wondering like – Well, there's a big push for these semi-trailers to be automated so they're not even – they're not even um, using a driver. It's – they're they're all AI driven. Yeah. They have one guy in the front who's driving and then one dude in the back and it, all the others in the middle are – are following. Oh, with, is that how they do it? Yeah. So it's like a train. Almost like a yeah. train car. Yeah. yeah. And so they're just following this line. And so even in, I have an electric car, even in my electric car, if, if I get to, if I put it on cruise control, yeah. it slows down if it senses it's getting too close to the car in front and you can control the distance when you want it to slow down. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then when the car moves, it speeds back up. And you just you sit have, there. You have lane bouncers and lane detectors when you start. Yeah. Have lane, lane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing's weird. It's kind of scary that's the first a, time you feel it. When you start, you're yeah. like, man, that's what he said. He, on my wheel. <laughs> I just started, we drove to L.A. and uh, I wanted to make a lane change. I didn't use my blinker and it just kind of knocked me back. So I thought I hit something. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what was that? 
And then he tells me, I'm like, are you sure? So I, I swerved this way a little bit and it knocks you back. But when, you, yeah, it's scary when you first do it because it jolts you back. You can power through it. You can let go of the steering wheel and drive it. You don't, ha you don't need to hold That's the steering so wheel. But after a certain amount of time, it tells you you got to hold the steering wheel again. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. It gets lonely. It's yeah. I'll tell you one thing I didn't like about the electrical cars because we go up to L.A. And on the way back, we have to recharge it because all of a sudden it's like 24%. So, okay, well, how do we recharge these things? Yeah. So you look on your app. Uh, Walmart is down the street and has 10. And then they go, okay. You High go speed, there. low speed. Yeah, and then you go. There's like 10 cars waiting for it. Yeah. And then these guys are taking like they, – they leave they their cars like, and they go into the store. Yeah. So, you know, they're gone. It's not like a regular they're gas. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. So then they go, the next person they comes. They come back like, when they're finished shopping. Why do you buy yeah. like – oh, I can't do it. They're doing test runs right now, the first round of Tesla diesel tractor trailers. Yeah. They're pretty cool looking. They're very aerodynamic looking. And the, one of the most intelligent things about them is when you go up and down hills like the Grapevine or going through the Rocky Mountains I mentioned before, they're, they're, they're keeping up with the cars. Because they got that oh, power. Wow. They don't, they're not oh using the combustion engine. So oh it's a huge gosh. thing. Right. But the, what you just mentioned, the charging. Where do you charge all these? You got tons of batteries. You, know, that, you got like 12, 15, 20 batteries in some of these yeah. SUVs. How long does it take to charge them? Two but, days? Yeah. And then where are, the, where are these truck stops going to be to have enough room for these guys to... I right. mean, if, they're, if they have the truck stops, it would be pretty cool because they're going to go and sleep anyway. You know, they're going to sleep in their sleeper. Right. Uh, yeah, it's going to take decades to get the infrastructure up. I think the first business, Walmart... FedEx and one other company had the first batch of like test running Teslas. They're on the road now. Uh, I haven't seen one, but I've seen pictures of them. Wow! There's nobody in them. Is, is that, <laughs> are they in California? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're going everywhere, hmm. just anywhere that trucks go. That's interesting. There's so many things. Um, yeah, I saw the guy that you know the chip he wants to put in people's brain. Talk about everyone talks about Elon Musk, but I heard there's volunteers that are doing it right now. You know I want a Frito. If what? I have to pick a chip, just Frito Lay. I'll Frito or or. That's funny, Mark. You get like a, you get Did like you come a up with that by yourself? Yeah. You get barbecue. Oh exactly, barbecue, <laughs> barbecue. Frito. But that's gonna be cool. Super hot. Can you imagine if you put a chip in your brain? And you want to just drive an eight? Hey, the volume just... on my mic just went up. That's so nice. Make you guys just figure that out. That, make Jeez. it go down. He figured it out like an hour and a half into the interview. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start over. Like, oh, you couldn't hear anything? That, that's just a drive. I could hear man. because I'm sitting two feet from you. Right, but it sounds different now. Oh yeah, it sounds like I have a head cold. And brothers always have a certain like fish sonar type. You can hear each other better than anybody else can hear. Uh, yeah, you. exactly. Swimming schools, womb similarity thing. But that, but so, so the areas of law that you do is you do the loss prevention type of laws, also the vehicle accident laws, and you delve a little bit in any other type of contractual laws. Yeah, you know, um, it was fortuitous, but because I had young kids to feed. Sometimes they call it door law, whatever walks through the door, or toaster law, whatever pops up. I basically, when I left the big defense firm, I just couldn't, I didn't want to work for billable hours anymore. I was like, the first time I got a defense verdict, and I called my adjuster, and I said, hey, Rosalind, guess what? I got a verdict. We got a defense verdict. She goes, oh, good. What about this case and this case and this case? Right. And I was like, I looked at the phone kind of like, is that a human being on the other end of this phone? No. I just a widget counter. So I thought, right. yeah, I want to work for somebody that, where it matters. Now I get Christmas cards. I get food delivered at Christmas time. You That's know, so nice. Banana bread and special. And I get I want a Filipino client that brings this really good lumpia. Oh, I love lumpia. Sauce. Oh, yeah, it's so good. So tell us when you're coming. So she comes for a special lunch. Now, it's just nice to have clients that are like part of your family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you go to my website, Simpson Law Group, and look at some of the people that are like real people that I really worked for, not just not some 
And uh, it's actually, when they talk, it's hard when you listen to somebody talking about you, you're kind of going, oh my God, they talk about me? Right. It starts ripping your yeah. heart. You're like, uh, oh my God. Yeah, so you know what, it's nice. Yeah. Especially if they're talking about an attorney. Because most yeah. of the time they don't say nice things. Right. And especially the first time you see it, like had maybe somebody did a professional video, and then you have no idea what your client's going to say. But then when you listen, you're going, "Oh my god, oh my god, you're talking about me!" Right. And I, was like, I get a little snap. It's nice. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's it's very rewarding. But what I say, I start saying, I, I pretty much doing everything. I mean, I've handled about it. I've done real estate fraud cases, which I've I've done. You know, beach firing cases. Snips? I've done dog bite cases. I've done. Uh, sexual harassment cases, I had breach of business litigation cases, one business fighting over another for SolaTube. And um, ha I haven't done, I haven't had a patent trademark infringement trial yet. I've handled a few of those cases. So there is like one type of case, but I, other than that, I can't think of a civil, I, I tried criminal cases in Chicago when I was a young lawyer, but as far as being a civil lawyer most of my life, I can't think of any type of civil case, whereas most people do personal injury. I've right. done a bunch of that, but I've also done everything else too, you know, I was like, uh, uh, longshore labor hard workers case acts. I did a little bit of workers compensation early on, but that's like especially you got to. What's right. your What's your favorite? Uh, let's say somebody comes in the door. Uh, what's something that you would really want to work on? You know, there, it's for like a grassroots fundamental purpose. These coarse confession cases really strike me because one, I didn't I didn't realize it was happening. Yeah, I didn't realize and, it till right now, until today. And I think, okay, every time you go in a box store, <laughs> that stuff's going on. Right. And so every retailer is doing it. And if you look at Wick Glander Zalowski's website, here's a representative of their customers. It's every store you've ever seen. Wow. It's at Lowe's, Home Depot, Michael's, every, as, as, uh, everything. Yeah. And so they, all of their security is trained in this type of yeah. a technique. Yeah, Doug, Doug Wicklander and, and David Zalowski left John Reed's office and had a fight and an infringement kind of, another case I'd be involved in, like where people, I, right. I, don't, I just don't like when people rip people off or treat people unfairly. Right. Um, and that's just such a fundamental wrong. I agree. I, agree. I, I represent, I do some I elder, like, abuse, I don't like bullies. elder abuse cases, nursing home cases. Uh, I've tried those. I've tried, you know, um, slumlord cases, landlord-tenant stuff. And, um, but the ones, that, it's when people defraud somebody it just really bothers me um, yeah like, like that's just fundamental especially you see it's like your best friend's got one arm around your shoulders telling what you love you and the other hands in your back pocket taking your wallet I'm right like, yeah. that's just dirty pool right that's yeah like, and it's like there's just a fundamental sense of decency embezzlement where it'd be nice to walk out in the world in the old days when in a small town you didn't have to lock your car you could right. let your car run in the parking lot right. nobody's gonna steal we it, didn't you know? this growing up in san diego in the 60s we had my dad was a milkman Oh, cool. And he had the keys to people's homes, and he would pull yeah. up in the uh, – it <laughs> was um, Golden Arrow, oh. and he would oh, go yeah. in there, and he would put the milk in the people's house and then yeah. take the old bottles because at that time – Recycle bottles. There were bottles, and they had these little milk caps that you'd stick in there, and uh, he would deliver milk to everybody around yeah. San Diego. Yeah. And uh, and then, then it changed when they got, you know, the – the cartons of milk and some guy invented the gallon of milk and he he decided that if he put in a hollow handle that when you pour the milk it doesn't slug out that's why the handle and the milk jugs are hollow because it do, it doesn't allow that so vacuum it to, back, yeah, yeah it doesn't allow so that guy yeah that guy became uh, if he was working for himself he became a gazillionaire but oh i didn't know that for, for, for patent yeah that's why the handle's hollow okay so, so your whole it. point was 
dad didn't. No, the whole point is that security that we've changed. Your door, right? Yeah, we've changed from a culture where everyone was trusting right. that you could leave your garage door open and not get your bike stolen. Right. To if you the minute you fortress house of fortress. Yeah, yeah, we're we're twenty cameras in your front door. <laughs> People we have ripping shit off your uh, you know porch. You know something's wrong so when bad. your house looks like a jail and you're the innocent person right. and the criminals right, are on right. the outside. You're behind the bars. Yeah, in your house. and they should be behind the bars. You're like, okay, I know, that's so true. Who's who's uh who's putting this narrative together? They make this these something's wrong. They make these screens now that look like regular screens. They're a little bit <clears> bigger, uh, but you cannot break through them. You mean for your windows? For the windows, yeah. You cannot. You you can hit them with a bat. You could throw a brick they at have them. Gr- they have garage door screens now. Security for ones? The, for the whole big garage for door. The whole, for the oh, whole yeah. big garage door. So you can actually get some air in your garage right. without getting insects or predators or, and thieves uh, and whatever. Interesting. Well, it's like a regular screen or security screen? It's like a security oh, screen. you can't get in. Yeah. I, wonder how, Those are awesome. I wonder how it jives with the one that's the autumn roll-up. I, I don't know, but somebody in, somebody has done that. Yeah, security screws I like because you can keep your window open and no one can get in. Mm. They had them at the Domehar Fair. And I, the reason why I know because they go, okay, try to break this. I'm like, I can break it. They go, okay, here, try it. They, they gave me a mallet, like a five-pound mallet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't break it. Wow. Remember I swung, when I swung, I tried to get I tried to get a hole in that thing and it, huh. it just Remember when up. Elon Musk was ha- had his truck out there and he said my windows are oh, you yeah. can't break them and he threw a ball or something at it and it cracked. Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, Yeah, but maybe shit. he did that on purpose cuz No, he did it. He said it. I heard oh. him. He said probably because they were throwing so many balls at it or whatever they were throwing at it <clears> that it it weakened it and somehow that it just yeah, happened. Yeah, we got two windows. Remember, he goes, yeah, okay, yeah. try the back one. Yeah. It broke again. Yeah, yeah I know. So, eh. Yeah, so he's, he didn't feel too good about that. I heard Musk was going to get in that one of those cage fights with Zuckerberg. And yeah. And get in there and have a bare knuckle yeah. fight or a... Well, I tell you what, I watched Zuckerberg, and that guy's a badass. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Did you see that guy's getting a little bit yoked? Yeah, he's and in he good won shape. His first, yeah, he's, he's, you know that guy's brain, he's, he's going to figure out, because jiu-jitsu is really mental. It's about holding, it's about going, it's about maneuvering. Leverage, leverage and, like, and, and you know that that guy's brain, I, th- I think he's going to be I think really he'd be good. good. I wouldn't, he looked I wouldn't good when he was training. Him. I know he looked good. And he looked like he was in good he shape. He kicked that guy's ass. Zuckerberg would whip Musk's ass. No, but I'll tell seconds. you something. I, I do don't think, think I don't think Elon Musk is a pussy. I, I think heard he he's got fight. some jiu-jitsu or yeah. some martial he's, arts. He just, yeah, well, he's definitely he's not, just maybe he's not a, wimp, a little bit sure. out of shape now. But yeah, if he probably, actually trained hard, it would be a good. Yeah, look, but Zuckerberg's training, man. I seen the guy loves it. But think how much money that. Oh would, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and those I two would guys watch could it. Afford to let it go for give it to give it or something. Give it to yeah. They got to do it. Let's figure out this homeless crisis. San Diego homelessness. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be global. Yeah, billion be, dollar bet. You, know, you get like That'd Conor McGregor bigger. or something like that, and there people are watching that stuff. I'm right. thinking, God, do people really like this? But it is kind of like oh, it's an OMG. You're like, I can't believe this really happened. And yeah, right. No, no. He, they, they'd be they they get much more. Money Everybody would Craig. watch that. Yeah. Everyone. McConnor would buy tickets. McGregor. Connor? What I call him? You said McConnor McGregor. Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Connor McGregor. I watched right? a documentary on him before he had tattoos. What what a good father. What is a nice, what a nice dude. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, he was, a, he's he, like, he was yeah, so cool with yeah. his kids. He's so flip and so arrogant. And like, no, so but he, and he knows just how to play it. Like, you know, no, he yeah, knows how to play it. Everyone, that's, yeah. that's his villain. He, he, it's good to know that he comes he was from in a, He was in a, like a, what is he, Scottish? <laughs> I guess he's Scottish. Of course he's Scottish. Uh, what do you think he is? Right, and he was out in his village, and he was just like a normal dude that just trained hard. and Right, he knew, he told his mom, because I'm going to win. He had it. Yeah. 
I mean, there's almost some guy like that that comes out of the woodwork and is just in a different league. These guys, no, but it's even more than that. It's like, like all these guys are good to a certain level. All these pros are killing each other, and then you got this one guy that just can kick everyone's ass. And, and it's a different level. It's a different level. It's, a, it's I, highly disciplined. He's not highly bigger. Focused. He's not. It's just he just knows. I don't know. It's just they're focused. Yeah, they're just so That's disciplined. It. They're meant to do it since they were born. But I, anyway, I think Zuckerberg. Um, yeah, I think if he continues training, and he's look, he, look, he looks a little bit buffed out. He's, he's eating good. He looks pissed, and and he's probably is pissed. I mean, everyone like either loves him or hates him, so right. he probably has something going on. And uh, yeah, but I, think, I heard the the supposed fight with Musk and Zuckerberg was short lived. It's not yeah. going to happen. But I mean, they don't need to fight very long. Just get in, get in there and throw a few punches in the month. You know, no, no, I think they, they'd I think they'd probably want to. I'd say fight to the death. <laughs> yeah, the, winner takes all. Winner you gets your business. Make a lot of money, yeah, yeah. You, you get Tesla, them, and you yeah, or you get right. uh, Facebook, yeah, right? or Meta. Go. Yeah, Meta versus yeah, fight X. For the, meta it's like those guys X. who race in the cars. Let's no, race for pink basics. slips. They call uh, that TikTok. They call it now X, right? No, right? not TikTok. Whatever it's called. No, it's called what Twitter. 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 Twitter is X. Twitter's X. And what does the other guy have? But you want to hear something weird about that? I wanted Facebook's subsidiary Meta now, right? Meta and X. Yeah. I like that. Metarex. Yeah. <laughs> I got burned out on social media during the Trump era. Just yeah. I, haven't, I, I, I stopped posting. I haven't, I, my Facebook has like stuff from like five years. I don't know. I just thought, why? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe to highlight your business, but social media is, it, it can harm you. What do you mean you. social media? You're doing a podcast. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're a hundred percent into it. It's not different. It's not gonna be You're talking about your personal stuff. You don't right. want to put your family pictures of right. your family eating. Right. Yeah, but social media is 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 good. Yeah. I mean, I know. I just said, I'm, I, dude, you don't have to attack me. I just said I'm not going on Facebook <laughs> anymore. Brother, you no. and I should did do. You see a, what you did? Want, Frank, you, we should do a. We should do a. A MMA fight because we got a little bit of two little brothers. <laughs> we got a background in in. Uh, I'm in, looking at you guys deciding. We used to fight all the time. We're both black belts. No, like something. We started be before match. it was. I could see it'd be a tough yeah. match. Just looking, yeah, looking from one e to the other. We started before it was popular. So when we were growing up, we we were six seven years old. We were always fighting, and yeah. my mom went nuts. So she took us to a counselor. Actually, goes, I don't know how to handle these guys. They're crazy. And they said, <laughs> he goes, put them in karate. And, okay. and she goes, why? He goes, well, they'll get it out of their system. So at six and seven years old, we started in karate. And we didn't stop training until we are in our early 20s. 20, like yeah. we went, and we just, that's what we did. In early yeah. 20s, we kept going past 20. Yeah, but not like no, competing not in tournaments and stuff right, like right, that. Right, right, right. We used to go to every tournament every week. We used to go to those ones in Mexico. But when you guys still yeah. at home, I don't. We never took formal karate stuff, but we like would watch World Wrestling Federation. Oh yeah, all-star wrestling. Yeah. We yeah. try Slam we try to do judo the... stuff. Oh, you know, of course. Throw you against the wall. Put put the, Break and take things. the couch pillows and stack right. them against the wall. And yeah. <laughs> we were practicing still... one day. We were practicing <laughs> this flip. We we're like going, okay, I'm gonna, you're gonna put your foot in my hand like this. And I'm gonna flip you, and you're gonna do a flip. And oh, I go, okay. So I go, Frank, do it. Yeah. So he does it, and I kick a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> oh no! Like a massive hole. And oh, my shit. dad was not gonna be happy about that. No. We're panicking, like how we, we just fix left that the house. <laughs> yeah, we, we just split. Ran away. And my so sister funny. ratted us out. She was like three years old. My mom came and goes, "Where's the boys?" And she went like this. <laughs> my mom looks they, up this they, they massive they hole in the ceiling. How'd you get up there? Uh, yeah, what'd you guys do? Yeah, oh. it was easy. We could do a full flip like that. Now, if we did, we'd end up in the hospital. So yeah. those, so those, uh, 
the, the thing about the trucks, man, is so scary because, yeah, once those things start to go or jackknife, yeah. you know, or, or there's, a, you know, the black ice and then you got there, – there's so many things that go wrong. And when you have a semi-truck, that's it. You're shutting down the freeway typically. You know, it's yeah. not normal. Well, and that's it, like Chucky, some of these places near Salt Lake City and yeah. Park City. And I've taken deposition of a guy that slid off the road on ice, didn't have chains on, and, and say, you know, um, what did you think the safe speed was there? And he said, well, three to five. I said – did you ever consider going a speed of zero? He said, well, zero is not a speed. I said, have you ever looked at your dashboard? It's on, there's a zero on your dashboard, I bet. <laughs> I said, sometimes the safest speed is zero. It's right. the only safe speed. And, they and don't, did they don't you tell them zero is a number? Right, and zero is a speed. That's <laughs> yeah. how, you start zero at zero. Zero speed. I remember, speed, you want to hear this crazy story. I was coming uh, on the 805, and uh, there, was a, there was a truck a, a you know tractor trailer and it was holding one of those big huge earth movers. Oh shit! Okay, so it's going like so it's a wide load too. Wide load and it's going about sixty five miles an hour, and I see two other cars. They hit each other on the freeway, just a little fender. But one of the cars got out of control and started mm. spinning, and it goes into the lane of the big uh, semi truck. Ouch! And then, and there was actually a fire truck in front of me, so I'm looking. I'm like, and then I just. I don't see the actual collision, but I see the small little white car get thrown against into the center median. All lanes of, all lanes yeah. of traffic just hits there and it's smoking. Mm. So everything stops. So I'm waiting for the firefighters to get out because I used to be in the fire department, lifeguard service. Yeah. And and I'm right behind him. I'm, how come the, where's the fire guys? So I ran up to the fire truck and there's this guy staring at his, He's out of service. He was just some mechanic driving the fire rig. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I go, do you have any gear in this car? And he goes, I don't know. I don't think so. And I'm opening up all the pounds, and I find this one trauma bag that was still there. So I grabbed the trauma bag, and I run down the freeway, and I got to the victims. And it was four four uh, ladies in there. And they were, uh, were they alive? One, barely. But one of them had, like, the door just split her in half, and another one was, like, down where the – in the seat, I just saw the top of her head like she got smashed. I remember you told me about yeah. this. This is a long time and ago. And this one looked at me and I thought she was okay. And then this eyeball was hanging out. So mm. I just said, "Hey, uh, sit tight. I'm, you know, gonna call." And and then I saw other people run. Oh my God, they ran away. But I, was, <laughs> I was trying to like uh, figure out triage. Okay, she's dead. I don't even know where her body is. And these guys, you know, they had doors. It was just so bad. And you see the guy outside of his truck, you know, uh, just crying. Like he didn't, he didn't want to walk over. He knew it was a disaster. It was a mm. friggin' disaster. The whole street shut. I'm looking at nothing happened to the. When did Chippies get there? They got there like about pretty quick, within ten minutes. And then, and then, I didn't really want to hang out. <laughs> so, you know, I tried to triage this one one person, got her stabilized, and then when the medics came up to me. I kind of just disappeared. And when I was going down the freeway, because they didn't know to stop me, because my rig was right by the fire truck, I remember looking back, and there was, and there was a helicopter coming. And I was, it was like a scene from a movie where this helicopter is going to land on the empty freeway. And I just thought, like, I wonder who those women were and mm. what they were thinking and how that happened. I watched the whole thing except for the impact. And that poor dude in the truck, because he was just driving, and there's no way he's stopping. 
I just remember like nothing. The truck just, I mean, come on, it's pulling a, an earth mover and it just, it sent it so fast. Yeah. I, th I thought the car was a piece of like fender or bumper. That's how fast it went across. It was like a spinning, smoking, just like, and it was a whole car. I'm like, and you wonder who was waiting on those people, what they right. really planned on doing that day, right, exactly. what they had planned the next yeah, day the whole, that's not going to happen now. Yeah, I didn't I mean, think it was going to phase me. I almost thought about that. Abrupt life-changing I, I, I saw. I know who it was on the news. I just don't want to say it because maybe there's still people, but it was sad. You know? and, see, I, and it's funny because in litigation, yeah, we, we actually learn about where they were coming from. Right. They had dishes in their sink. They were supposed to, you know. Yeah, exactly. What if they'd stayed home and washed those dishes for another four minutes right. instead of leaving the dirty dishes? Or they dishes got the, the cat sink, at the like, house waiting for them. No one's coming home. I mean, they got life. So when he, so I was thinking, like, what do you even do in a situation like that? Like, You do what you did. You do yeah. the best you can and then move you know, on. No, I'm talking about when they go to court or like the investigators. Oh, like, yeah. Who, who that's that's all back well, there's a full. Unravel it. Yeah. They got a witness statements. and But now, like you said, there's a lot of video, and even the Teslas, you know, they record things all the time. Right. They got cameras all over yeah, their cars. Yeah, it's like 360 on their on their. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was just up doing an inspection, uh, today's Monday, like Thursday or Friday, the end of last week, in um, Inglewood, California, yeah. a storage place. And it's a Tesla. And, yeah, we, they, they actually, it's kind of ominous to watch because mm -hmm. you actually see the car, the, the van's coming in like 35 miles an hour. And our guy, our guy stopped in a Tesla, and yeah, the camera just shows it coming in. It's kind of a fisheye camera. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yes. Uh, wide angle, but you can see that van coming. You're kind of going. Uh, you almost want to look away because you're thinking, "This, that guy's not going to stop." <laughs> just like, yeah, and it hits. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty ominous, and then and the the damage is pretty bad. Um, Do they survive? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. So and they're are, heavy cars because they those batteries are like four thousand pounds. Right? Yeah, like four they're grand. About four grand. Yeah. Two tons. Mm -hmm. So that's. A lot of weight for a car. My car, the uh, the VW ID4 is right around four. Is it really? Yeah, it's like got all weights wow. at the bottom. Not weights, but the batteries are heavy. Yeah. What are they gonna do with these batteries when they can't recharge them? Do, I think yeah, they, that's the big well, question, I guess. Actually, they do repurpose them and they sell them to houses with solar. Oh, okay. That's what they're gonna. That's what I think they're gonna do. Because you picture because the you, landfill, Miramar landfill, right. is full of batteries, right. like, <laughs> with acid. So much know? for taking <laughs> care of the planet, but those are batteries, and so I think when they're not chargeable to a certain degree to to haul a, a car, you could put them on your solar, so they can have like used batteries and get your 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 battery wall. Huh. Who knows? Maybe. But there's a whole lot of other podcasts on how they get the cobalt to make those batteries, which is like, yeah, it's so weird that people think they're doing so great things by driving electric cars, and they know where the cobalt's coming from, and they know how many people are the suffering lithium. for it, the lithium, right. and and how they you know farm it and such bad crap going yeah, on. Yeah, that's not even. That's yeah, a that's whole, a whole different we'll be here for four podcast. hours. So how do we get a hold of you again? Now you have to say it. You know, you can Google Sean Simpson, San Diego lawyer, course confession lawyer, or Simpson Law Group uh, in San Diego is our home office. So basically, if you ever get hassled by your employer, sexual harassment, criminal charges? I've done age discrimination, gender discrimination. I have a trial. My next How about trial the people is that pregnancy put, discrimination Here's case. the one you're probably going to get really busy on is now people that the baby boomers are take up a big population. There's there's adult kids that have to put their parents into homes. And those homes are always like, you think of nightmare when they come to homes. Do you get many cases of that? Yeah, so elder abuse cases. Elder sure. abuse. There's a statute called ADACPA. It's Elder Abuse Dependent Adult Civil Protection Act, ADACPA Jeez. for short. He's good. And, and so, uh, what? He knows this stuff. If that's the Bible when you handle those cases. Right. You, you have to study ADACPA, the statute, and it tells you what you can and can't do. and. They're uh, pretty intense cases because yeah, a lot of the 
the, the it's called SNFs, right? SNFs. SNFs. Skilled Nursing Facility, SNF. Yeah. And, uh, but the people that run these, you don't want to go to a privately owned one because the bottom dollar is such a focus point that they want to use the cheapest linens, the cheapest starch, the cheapest pest Employees. control. Don't do pest control, you know, monthly, skip them. You know, they, they, they start so skipping things. So not privately owned. What do you want to do? We want to go to government owned because so the tax dollars are coming in. So nobody's, uh, I mean, let's just say nobody. Got you. Yeah. There's, not a, yeah. there's not somebody at the top of the right. pyramid collecting all the money. Mm. Um, That's yeah. the, you think it'd be different. Yes, I would think, think the, the private, government would be crappy and the private would be better. Right. Yeah, that's but your. But now that you say that, it makes sense. Same, same way my, my dad told me, if you ever get hurt bad, go to a teaching hospital. I was going. I don't want a bunch of doctors are still learning. I said, no, you don't. What do you want? A, a doctor's been doing the same thing for seventy years and doesn't know about new modern technology and new right. medical prescriptions and techniques. You want it, and, there's, and I understand, you know, UCSD. And right. That's, that's where these young doctors are freshly taught. They know the modern medicine. Right. They, and they want to make a name for themselves. Or they're hustling. Where you get a, a doctor that's been doing it for 40, 50 years, kind of doing the same day yeah. in, day out, mundane. And, and you know, it's like you said before, it's good doctors, bad doctors, good school teachers, bad school teachers, good lawyers, bad lawyers. But uh, it's, you know, it, I, I, it, that, did, it, did, it sounded counterintuitive at first. And I said, oh, yeah, you definitely want to go to a teaching facility. You want, to, you want the smartest guys in the world, you know, the, the, and UCSD, I mean, my dad was doing his residency. He, he's running their residency program in, in uh, reproductive health. And uh, I was helping him look through resumes once. I said, Jesus, Dad, Stanford 4.0, Harvard, Harvard 4.0, Columbia 4. I said, how do you – he said, they're all from great Ivy League schools getting straight A's. He said, yeah, we get the cream of the crop on come to San Diego because they've been – you know, in, in the winter, they want to come for the weather. He said, I basically usually go to the last page and look to see, are they into ballet? Do they sing in a choir? Do they have some, right. some unique feature that makes them different than just a brainiac? So I said, okay, I get it, because it's other than that, you can't really distinguish on their 4.0 best yeah. school in the country. You know, it's like you went to UC, That's good very, to know. UCLA, very good, because my daughter's pre-med. Is she? Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's at studying uh, yeah, in college now. Tell her to do something other, you know, have some unique characteristic. Whatever. She's a softball player. Softball, good. Loves. Yeah, that's my dad. Look a lot. My dad was an athlete, played college football and stuff too. And at, at, uh, same college that uh, Ronald Wake went to back in Eureka. Really? Uh, yeah. Or was your dad a doctor? Yeah, surgeon. He, he's um, not with us anymore, but he was. I, I think when he retired, they did an a, a calculation. He worked in two of the busiest hospitals in the country: Denver General and Cook County. And, I mean, Cook he, counties. Yeah, he, he'd have nights where he'd deliver like seven, eight, nine, up to twelve babies one night. You know, just from. <laughs> When we brainstorm, the barometer pressure changes, and people yeah. are in labor, and they said, so "Yeah, oh, wow." And he had stories, man. He was, he said, "Yeah, you know, I'm in triage and going from in labor and delivery, going from one room to another." And, a, and one guy, he goes, "Oh no, you, you have to stay in here with your with your gal." And and, and the guy kept walking. My dad, he goes, "No, he, he, he she's mine too." And so the guy had two women delivering. He's thinking, okay, if he had two women delivering at the yeah. same place right. at the same time, what how many other women out right. there? Exactly. He have? Was like, and he was as proud as to be. He said, well, hold on a second. He went and checked at the uh, counter and said, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> same day, same day. He said, I never thought that statistically. Sisters. Statistically. Yeah. 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 Sisters. Or threesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two of his sisters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> from bad to worse. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> no, and he had stories. Did he have one like, tooth? <laughs> and he had stories about a lady where he'd be doing a digital vaginal exam one time, and he pulls out an old grape, and he kind of like he kind of holds it up like, okay, what am I supposed to say? And she she goes, oh, that Leroy, he's always doing that funny stuff. No, <laughs> kinda like, no, no big deal. A grape. And like, I just got lost in there. Yeah. Like, but, you know, that's Cook County Hospital. Oh, every so. hospital has those doctors see some stories. You know, my, yeah. yeah. So they estimated that he probably brought more live births into this world than any other 
obstetrician gynecologist in the history of America. And so I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Gee, that is cool. It wouldn't surprise me because he never took vacations. He took half days on Wednesdays no, to go play golf. That afternoon. was his life. Well, he did. And, you know, and I'd see people he knew, women, and I'd say, God, what's it feel like to see my dad like at the country club or something? And it's like, and you were in, the, in his office the week right. before right. getting your yeah. private. Yeah. He yeah. said, no, your dad is so professional. He's, he's always directly in your eyes, right. no nonsense. I said, I, I, I don't want to go anybody else. Right. And in fact, I love your dad because he never has anybody substitute for him. That's one right. thing about it. When you, when you have like a really personal relationship, like a kind of a sensitive. Very rare like these days, yeah. yeah. Now you don't even get a doctor. Some, yeah, some yeah. RN is going to deliver your baby or or left. The receptionist. Yeah. yeah, the receptionist. Like, no big deal. He was old school, too. He didn't promote. He was, a lot of these new younger doctors just want to schedule a C-section, schedule a C-section. You know, they don't oh. want that tension of the fetal heart monitor beeping at you and stuff like that. And it was funny. It was, uh, it's so uh, weird how they make those decisions. Like, just do a C-section, you know? Like, how yeah, about a natural birth? My dad's, uh, my dad's look, let, let's make every effort to go natural right, birth. first. Right. Some women don't even want to carry the kid because they don't want to get <laughs> stretched out. They get in a surrogate. Right. Yeah, that's happening too. And they go, nah, I, I don't want all that, but you can carry it. And then it's my kid. It's so weird. And those surrogates make a lot of money. Yeah. It's, that's some tense legal I know. I know a person, there. personally know a person who did that. We're like, oh, bullshit. No. No. And she carried yeah, the kid. Yeah, no, like, like $400,000 is not she out of you know, you, She got 10, a brand new car. That's better than selling her side. horse sperm. Artificial somebody somebody else. Yeah. 400K. Yeah. But I don't know how somebody could. I, I mean, that's a whole different issue. Is I'm not touching any of those. That's a whole other area of law. Yeah, that's a whole other because you got to yeah. write a contract. Because what if the person says, I, mean, hey, I don't want to give the kid right. up. That's it's my I, kid right. now. And you get the hormonal hormone involved. Right, you know, right. Oh my god. Like, genetic. That's a gamble. I'm not doing it. And right. During that nine months of carrying somebody else's baby, you, I, I got this, I'm kind of getting attached to this thing. Right. It's been in my body for nine months. Right. And, and they just go, no, my kid. You're like, yeah. no, I. So my, Sean, can we? I'd like to bring you back. Right. You, you seem like the legal expert that you know. You know about everything. Yeah. I mean, I usually have an attorney. We do a lot of like, I don't know, border stuff, DEA, ATF, drugs, uh, crime, uh, civil, but you, you touched on everything and, and very well versed. So like thank I said, you. Not, you are not a I wanted to, I had to be, yeah, I had to fight, you yeah. know, I young kids and I wanted yeah. to be grown up well, you know, yeah. be able to be buying bikes when they want a bike and rollerblades when they want rollerblades. Do you so, have yeah. a, do you have a, um, what's your email address? Do, do you, I mean, listen, there's good, there may be millions of Simpson people. Simpson Law. Here. But, yeah, do you mind giving it out? No, it's Sean, S-E-A-N, at SimpsonLawGroup.com. All one word is Sean at SimpsonLawGroup.com. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a, this, is a, this is a person you want to know. Looks like he deals with everything, especially if you have a, um, a parent or a disabled child that may be in a, a care of somebody else. You want to always have protection. You want to always know what's going on. That, that, that got to me because there's a lot of people going into nursing homes. You want to make sure they're clean. You want to make sure they're not being abused. You want to have somebody that knows the rules of that. And, and uh, right now, I'm suggesting that you keep that uh, keep Sean on your on your Rolodex. But also, yeah, if you have a loved one go in a facility, yeah. visit them. It's visit not them. easy, but visit them because if you don't visit them, their water pitcher is going to be empty. They're going to have cockroaches in their denture cup. They're going to have ant races on TV all day. They're going to be wearing a posy restraint vest, sitting there. 
they're gonna be treated like a piece of meat. Like warehousing. Yeah, it's called oh, warehousing sick. the death. Yeah, they warehouse. That's the problem. They want to keep you alive, so the check keeps coming Kept from Medicare, right, Medi-Cal. But they don't care. But they about don't your want you to be active. Quality then you, of life. Then you had to pay attention to you. So they want to basically keep you alive, but sedated. So it's very sad. It's very. Oh, it's just, so bad. And the smell. You know, that's. that's just, I say it's not easy to visit them because the smell in those places. It smells like people that are babies, but they're adults. You know, they're, right. they're, some are wearing diapers, and you know, they've got. Like Frank's bedroom. Bags. Yeah, it's not a, it's like a, a locker room or a, a, a teenager's bedroom or something like that. Yeah, it's, but, it, and there's sounds, you know, they make like, there's, there's dementia, there's, uh, it's, oh, man. so it's not easy. Not but, a place that you want to hang out but, that much. And oddly enough, one of the places we sued here in town, the name was Care with Dignity. And we made, we said, this is anything but Care with Dignity. This is, right. So if this is dignity, I don't want to see anything in, in indignation. Right. You know? So we had some theories we built into that case. But yeah, that and they, actually the guy that owned it was crying when the verdict came in. It was a pretty big verdict. And he was crying. And, and the judge said, what's the matter? Judge Fred Link is a pretty prominent, outspoken judge. He said, what's the matter? What's the matter? What are you crying about? He goes, he goes I didn't even want to inherit this business. He was actually mortified. He's, and, and it was a situation where he got stuck in a business he inherited and didn't know how to get how out do of it. it right? Yeah, and it's just... It is, yeah, I don't like bullies, but I don't like child abuse and uh, elder abuse. Is one of the things where I, I just can't tolerate that. I, yeah, preying on the innocent kids, so and the, kid, elderly and yeah, young, and then just even your own employees. You're going to take basically torture. It's a mild form of torture to hold somebody yeah. against their will. Oh and, my god! Until they confess something they didn't do. Yeah. And I have my guy right now in Chicago who's high anxiety. He has ADHD. And he's, he was literally for three days, he wanted to kill himself because he didn't. And, he, and actually, he was writing text during the interview. The guy stepped out to smoke a cigarette or something. And he was in there. He goes, what's happening? I, he, his brother's a lawyer in Boston, not a, like a, a residential um, contractor or construction lawyer or something. But he said, that doesn't sound right. So he's actually going through. He's expressing his mortification during the process of not knowing helplessness. They, they take you basically when the experts testify about it, they put you in a state of despair. And then in a state of despair... You, you basically, they make the illogical logical. In other words, confessing to something right, you didn't do. Right, you don't know do, what you're going to do. You're there for two hours. You're just going to answer become, the question. It becomes the right thing to do. Right. And, and confessing, falsely confessing, is the right, right thing, thing because you want to not. Get out of the want, situation. Yeah, you don't want to go away in a squad right. car, and you don't, you want to come back to work the next day. Right. Little do you know that those are the two things that are going to happen within right. half an hour you confess, and you're going to have cops in the parking lot. Right. So it's, 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 it, it's pretty aggressive. It yeah. just I mean, that's preying on that, preying on people like that i mean and and, and you'll you'll think oh man, i would never do that no you'd be surprised if yeah. you needed your job it's like 98 percent of people it's like you know the statistic of people say oh my god you can't believe bill clinton lied about having that girl in that oval office right. 98 or 99 percent of men in that situation would say do the same thing right lie about it and right. so 98 percent of employees when you're being coerced and you want you need your job you know I, have you i had have... people get them walk out and say f you yeah right. and god bless them you know right. god bless them for having the heart to do that and the, and the wherewithal but yeah but most people you're right they nope. got they got kids they got diapers to buy yeah and they're they're afraid of walking out. You know, they hey, if I walk out, I'm probably, probably going to lose my job for sure. Right. And then they might call the police anyway. You want to solve it. They get you in a position where you want to solve the problem there. But little um, do they know they're, what they fear is really going to happen. Yeah. It's, a, it's exactly what yeah. you gave in to avoid. And, and it's worse than. Uh, surprise. You know, we told you we we're going to get the police involved. We told you to keep your job. You're fired, and here comes the police. <laughs> it's like, wow. that, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. This can't really be happening. It's yeah, like, it's like a nightmare. Yeah, so. Well, thanks for coming in, man. We'll, uh, yeah, was, we'll do Sean, it again. That was yeah. fun. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Good to be hitting everything. Right. Like brothers. what you just heard, subscribe. 
check, hit the notifications, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for stopping by.